Oh. And we oh. are almost live. What's up, everybody? It's Jerezy. We got Danny. We got Jermaine. And debuting as a co-host, we got Kyle. Hey. Hey, guys. Also, we got a very special guest tonight, one of our good friends, Cyril Reyes. Cyril, what's up, my doing? man? How you doing, sir? How you doing? Welcome I think everyone's known Cyril except for Kyle. This is yes, the first sir. time you guys hey. met. Pleasure to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too, sir. Nice to be on your first co-host, man. Yeah, man, it's an honor. Historic event. One <laughs> <laughs> for the books. Yeah. Cyril, What's why up, should man? we? Why should we care about you, man? Yeah, uh, honestly, give, give, give us a little because bit. all lives no, matter. Don't say, don't say, I'm not that important. <laughs> I'm not important, bro. You are we're important. Just, we're just another person in this planet, dog. So, honestly, there's no reason for y'all to like me or not, or to think I'm important or not. I'll tell you my story, yeah. I'll tell you who I am, but it's y'all's opinion or thought of, all right, this guy's cool or not. Give us an intro, my man. Uh, uh fuck. I'm 30. We 33 now, right? <laughs> you know how it is, bro. After a certain age, you start forgetting. I stopped. I started forgetting a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all feel me on that, right? I ain't the only one who's like that. I think for me, it just started happening, bro. Like, damn. I, I was about to say I'm 31, 32, but I'm fucking 33 now. God damn. Bro. I'm not going to think about it no more. I'm not going to remember that shit. But... <laughs> 30 son. 30 son. Uh what else, man? Uh respiratory therapist, been an RT for about nine years. Ex very um just a regular dude, bro. Dad of dude. What you do, Marines? Uh, Army? No, sir. No, I was in the Air Force, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing <clears throat> nothing too crazy, bro. Um, in the Air Force, I was a mechanic. U2s, helped with A-10s, working on the F-22s for a little bit, but really just an aircraft mechanic, man. Nice. Where were you stationed? Very cool. Uh, my main base was like, it's called Beale Air Force Base. It's like an hour above Sacramento. Oh, okay. But I did not like the area whatsoever. Like, there's nothing to do. Like, the closest thing to do is go to a Walmart, and that's like a 40-minute drive. So... <laughs> Dude, for real, man. You have to really so... need something to go there for 40 <laughs> Nah, but like, it was just, you have nothing to do. So it's like, oh. let's just go to Walmart, bro. Like, that's where, like, the, the local girls hang out, you know? Damn. <laughs> it was it's sad, bro. So then. How, how long yeah. would you guys spend at the Walmart? <laughs> 10 minutes, but, 40 drives, just chill for 10 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but like, the McDonald's. Like, um, <laughs> I was there only like for school, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. do the training. But then I got shipped to Korea right after. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So Korea was cool, being underage and you know being at another country. And I was really trying to immerse myself in those situations. So uh, a couple friends and I, we ended up um, paying out of our own pocket to live off base, really just to immerse ourselves in the life and just like. Because, like, when you live in the barracks, you just wake up and you just kind of do – it's like work, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, 
the military base is like a military it's an american establishment so it just feels like you're you know what i mean like at a military base over here like at navy golf so right so kind of, kind of, really, kind of feels like a school right yeah 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 because mm-hmm. it's like you have all like these are the dorms and this is chow hall this is um where these are at. you know what i mean it's like bowling alley stuff like yeah. that but it's just like a base so we really just try to like like immerse ourselves like a couple of them were there for like they've been there for like three years dude so they like love them i shout out to zoom and ali <laughs> but yeah so we just staying out there waking up and just you know drinking a combat bottle before work and then fucking just looking outside your window and just you know seeing like plant plantations korean people walking everywhere it's kind of it's kind of a trip to be honest like being so young and experiencing that do you have any like stories Uh, and 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 just to be clear south korea right yeah yeah, yeah. uh i was i joined the military right after like i turned 18 three days later i shipped out damn so i was like i was still 18 when i was in korea man yeah, yeah, I was eighteen. Early eighteen, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, well, I shipped out probably. <laughs> yeah. Danny just fucking flashed at Danny. Like, fuck, <laughs> Look at your eyes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more pink, the shit on your screen or your yeah, eyes. No, just put the beanie down. Just put the beanie down to cover your eyes, bro. <laughs> You take a hit uh, or what? Sabato, <laughs> what you doing, yeah. essay? My name is. That's dope, though, because I don't. I feel like. I feel like we haven't really talked about that part of your life, you and I. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just parts of my life that I, I care not to. You know what I mean? I feel like, like I feel like that gone. makes you though, right? Like I feel like that. Wait, first of all, did you know you were going to go to the military? Because I know your family's in the military, right? Uh, well, like my grandma was in the military, my grandpa, but mm-hmm. they did it for, uh, like, you know, my grandma joined the military to get basically our family out of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So that was the main reason, but no, my brother's in the army and honestly, like everyone was applying to getting into colleges and stuff. And dude, I was just fucking around and, you know, just playing sports, doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I didn't even apply to like junior colleges yet. I was just working at downtown Disney. And I was like, man, fuck you. Like, let's just, just join the military. My brother did that. It kind of worked. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if you 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 know me well, I'm kind of the type of guy who kind of like, you know, uh, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Just jump in, you know. And it kind of. It worked out, you know. What What made you sure. go? Your brother was in the army, you said. Yeah, he was. On. Was Was your dad in the military too? Nah, nah, nah. My okay. Dad was other, so like, it was just your It was just your stuff. grandma, grandpa, your brother, and then you. Yeah, well, I have like cousins, you know, but mm. like in Where, every other branch. What made you choose Air Force over Army? Um. Honestly, I didn't want to like be a body bag too much it's like i know the story that my brother tells me of like his time being in the desert all the time and being deployed it's like mm-hmm. and i really wasn't feeling that so i was trying to do like pararescue and stuff in the air force but that didn't really pan out oh yeah yeah fuck so, yeah i feel like in the air force 
as a, as a person who's not in the military, you don't think like boring. Cause I mean, I, I I'm, I'm my cousins in the military. I'm around a lot of people who are in the military and you know what they call air force. I'm not a disrespect because I'm not in the military. But, the force, bro. You know, we're like the preppy boys of everything, you know, we got the nice AC dorms and shit. It is. Right. It is. But like as a, as a person now in the military, it seems like you'd be doing cool shit. Like, you know, like fucking, um, like but fly planes, you know what I mean? That's, see, that's the misconception that people have in the military that, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you got to understand that the military is kind of just its own community. So, you know, job is basically just working in a community. Mm-hmm. So you got people who work um, as services who work at um, like just handing out basketballs and towels, like that's their job. So like, it's not always as glamorous as people think. Yeah, we go on deployments. We you know won a couple of deployments. I went with the army for a couple of deployments. It wasn't. You see cool stuff. Nothing ever happened while I was around. Nothing too bad. But it's kind of just like living a life that you're not. That's kind of free, but not really free. It feels free as you're in the moment when you're just like. You know, there was times when we do. I'm smoking a cigarette, refueling a jet, like in Southern Korea, because we did like a random TDY and just looking out into the space of like, bro, at the moment, this is my life. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. chill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so shit, shit like that. Right. But, but other than that, like, those are the freeing parts. But then when you get back to the reality of like, so I got to work like 80 days straight with no days off and I can't say shit. I got to work 18-hour days. I can't see my family. Um, I'm going to get deployed without my, you know, with no question. Just, you know, you kind of just do as you're told. Mm-hmm. So, really, there was no freedom in that sense, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Man. Uh, and just, I, this might be a dumb question, but it doesn't matter what branch you're in. Do you guys go through the same boot camp? No, no, everyone's different. Um, requirements for different places, different like military matches are different. But then, even on top of that, like if you want to, like, so say I was doing like pararescue, like we had to do requirements on top of that, like swims, um, certain runs, like running a mile, miles in like six minute paces for X amount of time, like mm-hmm. so. So, the generality, um, they're all different. Okay. Some are easier. Um, I can't say for how their structure is. Right. But what I do know now compared to like when I was in boot camp to like when my nephew was in boot camp, like it has softened a lot. Like general wow. boot camp. I'm not going to say because my, my nephew's a ranger. Mm-hmm. So his ranger school is crazy. But his general army boot camp, do he have like a <laughs> cell phone? taking pictures and shit like you know what i mean hey um and with um shit bro (laughs) i forgot are we live (laughs) are we live oh yeah 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 did you did you choose to be did you choose to be a mechanic or was it given to you like this is what um, you will honestly, be. Bro, he so just answered that. He literally uh, just answered I'm just kidding. One, for that one, it's a, no, I know he did It's a thing. It's a shady thing, bro. It's, See, um, he didn't. So you have recruiters, right? And their job is like, that. yo, they just got to meet a quota to get X amount of people signed up, right? 
So basically, if they could finesse you into just joining, like, you know, just join whatever, bro. You're going to do this, this, this. They're just trying to finesse you to sign up and join, like, like, if you don't know what you're coming into, like, I went in general mechanics and, like, other shit, but then Mm -hmm. he just made, oh, this sounds so cool, you know, like, da 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 and they just trying to get you in, man. Like, they they didn't give me the honest, if they gave me the honest thing, I would be like, nah, I'm going to join the post office, like, let me, let me, (laughs) dude, it's. The bro, coast it was, it's so messed up, man. Like we're over there yeah. freezing our ass off, working like you know crazy amount of hours, stressful ass jobs, bro. You gotta worry about a mission that's happening. You know, a pilot's about to go up to his flight. What if my engine is fucked up, or what if it's malfunctioned while I'm in there? Mm-hmm. Or there's times yeah. where people leave like tools, and uh, it's this huge thing, like. <laughs> Oh, like, like, you know what I mean? Just leave shit yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Then, then I guess, like, the like general like, comes uh, and just gives shit to everybody. Uh, you don't really see the general. I hate it. The general shit that they give you was like, uh, bro, they, they made me tell my airmen while I was stationed, like, um, undisclosed location in Southeast Asia, but it's the uh-huh. desert, somewhere in the desert. A general was coming to visit us. And so they're like, all right, bro, you guys got to sweep this place up, make it look nice for him. And we're like, hey, there's a sandstorm, like, headed our way right now, bro. Like, so what's, what are we doing? <laughs> and so they basically <laughs> literally, like, gave us some goggles and was like, yo, y'all got to sweep. As like, we'll the sandstorm. <laughs> and we're just like, what the fuck is going on, man? What the fuck is and it's wrong? like, but we got to do as we're told, man. And I got to tell my airman, like, yo, I'm... I'm sorry, I will be here with you, dude. Like, let's let's sweep this shit up, my man. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so stupid. That's like, hey man, I don't know, but just just do it, dog. <laughs> pretty pretty much, sweeping man. in a sad storm. <laughs> like it's never thing, ended. <laughs> it really wasn't. Sorry, bro. <laughs> man, I'm sorry, bro. So, um, damn. as a mechanic, you guys get trained to shoot too, and all that. Yeah, well, we got, like, qualifications. Like, you got to be qualified okay. with your M16. Um, if You could get further qualifications if you want. And honestly, dude, the majority of the people that were in the military, especially the mechanics I worked with, we're just, like, a bunch of dudes from, like, I don't want to say, like, a bunch of white dudes, you know, like, from, from the country <laughs> and shit. And so, like, a lot of them, like, they're raised, like, shooting, you know, like, my first time. Oh, like, yeah. Going skeet shooting, fucking, you know, hunting and shit like that was like with these people. Mm-hmm. So a that's lot of them, up. like, that's kind of normal, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them yeah. were like really good. But yeah. do, do you guys have like guns that you guys each have? No. So you, oh, damn. Only, only if you're a. Uh, fucking A. That's how they get people too, right? Uh, I guess if you make, they make it seem so glamorous, but it's like you're not. Like, all the weapons has to be, like, checked in and out from the armory. All bullets need to be checked in and out from the armory. That's mm-hmm. only if you're, like, um, like military police or if you're helping them, you know? Right. So, if you're not, like, you're just a regular, like, whatever your job is, that's it. You just wake up, you go to roll call, you do our morning PT, do our workout, and then go do... Or a job, you know? You do a job from like eight to six, then mm. go home, rinse and repeat. Yeah. 
You're Man. just living a life away from everyone. So that, do you see a lot of people crack? And like, what's what's the protocol if someone cracks? Do you guys have like a psychologist or you just suck it up? Ah, <laughs> uh, bro, uh, you kind of just suck it up, man. <laughs> or no, go home. Uh, there's no going home. Like, what do you mean? There's, like, you don't get you don't get like a discharge for fucking breaking. Um, they're I gonna keep you in as much as they can, but it's like, dude, you're really just in the air force. Like, what are you really gonna break for? And mm-hmm. if you are, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, if you're doing something crazy, like what my nephew does or what some of my homies do, like, I'm pretty sure they have psychologists to talk about, but. Mm-hmm. For the say like ninety percent of the military, right? When we're not deployed, there's nothing to crack about. It's just maybe you get homesick. That's what I see a lot, or that's yeah. what I saw a lot. Like people just get really lonely, man. Like a lot of military people are very like I would say pretty lonely people, man. I've met people who like got married in like a matter of four days, just meeting a girl offline, you know, like shit like that because. They have no one because we're really there with with no one. Mm-hmm. No matter how much people want to act like, oh yeah, we're here for you, blah blah blah. Like back then, there wasn't FaceTime, whatever. But even with all the FaceTime, like, you're you're not really there. Like right. you could be there for us and stuff, but we're the ones out there. Like we're we're the ones there on our own, doing our own shit. Especially for us, a lot of us young kids who came in like 18, 17. Yeah. Like you're really just depending on you, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy to be. It, it's kind of better though, right? Do you say to go in that young because you just get it out the way, opposed to like getting it, getting it. If like that's been your plan from the get go, to wait until like you're 23 to start getting into the military. Well, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Because there's like, so say if you want to become an officer, you know, you have to be a college graduate. So there's people who do that route. Like there's some nurses that were trying to do that route. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it all it really depends, man. It depends what point in life you're at. Also, I believe like I have friends who joined late because nothing was really popping off like four or five years later. And then they see, I don't want to like say nothing like bad or anything, but it's just like a sense of, like, when I'd come back from the military, right, like, so we were just working. We are just a working class, and we have all this, like, we just came back from a deployment, and we have money to blow. Mm-hmm. So you come back, and all your friends are still just in college and kind of broke, you know? And you're, at this point, you kind of have a little bit of money. Yeah. So they kind of see that, you know what I mean? Like, I think I've had this discussion with my brother where he's like, man, I always see you come back, and you're like doing blah 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 like oh you just bought this new thing or you're investing into this like so he always questioned like maybe i did the wrong route you know Mm -hmm. (coughs) yeah do you do you feel like the overall experience major you know affected your life in a positive way or a negative way moving forward i would say positive bro like look at where i live man yeah absolutely like this is this is my house (laughs) so even with all the bullshit that came in with the military like yo like you can't, uh, for me, I can't look back at no matter anything that's happened in my life to be like anything was a negative experience because it's brought me to where I am today. Right. So everything's always a positive, I feel like. So with, with this experience and as a father, is this something you would advise for your son? Like, nah, hey, man. Is the military? Nah, hell no. Hell no. Really? 
Hell nah, because we have money now, bro. Mm-hmm. I did it because we had nothing. Like you, uh, okay. So background is like my parents. I came here when I was like five. Like we lived in a house. Uh, how many? Like four families in there, bro. Like I lived in a tiny room, smaller than the room I have now with my four brothers. Like up until I was like in junior high, mm-hmm. so we really had nothing. So. I didn't want to burden them more of like, you know, you see how burdened they are, like expressing about money, man. They used to fight about money all the time. Bro, there's people in our culture that don't even like consider the burden to their parents, you know? Mm -hmm. They're like, man, mom's annoying. She don't cook. It's like, (laughs) bro, why don't you cook? (laughs) Yeah, but that's some people. Like, and I can't, I've learned to not like, it's hard for me because so I have an older brother who's kind of like that aspect that you're saying, mm-hmm. like you're my older brother, but yet my parents are taking so much care of you, like paying right. for all your car and shit. Like you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and, I get and like, aspect. you think it's normal kind of thing too. Uh, I don't think honestly for me, I don't think it's normal. No, but like, like they, they act like it's a normal. Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. mom's supposed to do this. Yeah. They, but the thing is the whack part is they think it's normal to treat him for him but not for me mm. like the same like it's like preferential treatment it's kind of you know what i mean right. like you know i question yeah. like how come y'all ain't making him pay rent yet like yeah you know, he's he's doing this he's doing that i'm like what do you mean like y'all made me pay rent when i was <laughs> the same shit like yeah i don't I get that. this and and, and he's and he's older yeah and he's more older but yeah that, that's yeah. a little it makes it a little more of a sore so that's funny because that's kind of like that's kind of like my situation it's just how it is i had to do everything and then like my older siblings got away with so much shit but then yeah i do one little thing and then they're all like pissed off at me i'm like what the fuck they got away with it <laughs> is that like a filipino thing because i guess so yeah Come on, man. i feel like my the filipino siblings. thing is more on the older brother the cool yeah right instead that's of the, on the younger so sibling cool, bro that's what yeah. i experienced as well yeah like our older what, siblings. the youngest i'm, I'm the oldest Oh, so it's split. Ah, so you were the favorite. <laughs> to to an extent, but they, they put a lot of pressure on me too. Mm-hmm. I, I fucked up a lot. Yeah. I think it's more on whoever's behind. It don't matter if you're the oldest or the youngest, you know? It's like, well, just give him time. And whoever yeah, tries yeah, to yeah. throw any shade on that, it's like, hey, you're you're living better, okay? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> don't don't yeah. worry about him. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing. So he's doing like his schoolwork. Yeah, I mean that's right. kind of like what's going because I, I, I mean Jarrell knows and Danny they all work for my family business at one point, and I would go. I mean, and then my brothers they we, they would just show up whatever, and then it, it, my mom would be okay with it. And then when I started doing that, my mom was like, "Where the fuck are you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, they didn't show up for the past two weeks. I thought I could just take the day off. They're like, no. <laughs> I think too, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you've proven to be reliable so that's you're exactly not, what it you're is, not yeah. a kid now you're like yeah you're like well you're they not you necessarily higher... you're not necessarily on parent yeah. level but and you're like you're... i'm doing all the work from home and my brother's just chilling i'm like yo I, why'd they give me your work <laughs> germain okay 
you have podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, why? I got shit to do too, man. Like, German, you have your own clothing line, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> it sounds more oh. Chinese. <laughs> I know, bro. Yes. Like the Gallic accent. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> but, but besides the financial and like the other benefits you get as a as a veteran, the like the discipline and kind of you kind of callous certain parts that should be calloused, right? As being part of the military, would you say any of those gifts were were things that you would view valuable right now that you have? Um, to be honest, I don't. I think each person's experience of the military is their own. So, however you make it, or however your experience, like gain certain things from it. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a maybe when I first got out, like, like basic training and training because, dude, like their job is really just trying to brainwash you during basic training to break you down and build you back up to want to be this gung ho ass person, right? Yeah. So maybe after that, you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm gonna be fucking like, you know what I mean? Like, I shoot some people type stuff. But then as you progress through, like, um, the military life is kind of like you know, the, all your training that you're doing with me, like that is nothing like it's like going through RT school, you know what I mean? And then going to the hospital, like, yeah, you know, everything you just talked about is nothing like what I'm doing here. So, I think the only thing I've gained, like, uh, I guess I have a lesson more, but not really a lesson, I guess it's a reaffirmation of my sense of kind of who I am, like. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I've always been a person where yo, know, I'm pretty like to my my own. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I stick to my people. Like I'm very loyal. Like dude, I'm loyal to a fault, but I only am loyal to a certain amount of few. If that makes sense, you know. Like mm-hmm. I I keep things very close and really just small circle kind of very small circle, right. kind of guarded. You know, kind of like a cancer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I guess that sense of like independence of like that reaffirmed my my independent thought of like like oh I got this like right you know what I mean well, like I grew up doing work at a young age trying to do everything on my own so now continuing on and becoming an adult so young it is once again like really all on your own so I think that just reaffirmed that fact. Yeah, and obviously all the success after that validates the fact that yeah, I don't I don't need anyone type thing, right? But I don't I don't want to say the sense of I don't need anyone. It's the sense of like I'm gonna handle it all on my own until I need somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between I see a lot of people like say younger generations, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's cool. Like you, you need to be able to ask for help and be okay with that. But yeah. it's like, like at a uh, to a point, I think it's like you could do your own research and diligence of if you really want to know information, uh, you could look it up and do it on your own. Versus like, uh, I'm just gonna. It's like it's like that kid in school who keeps just asking me the questions and only the answers, but he doesn't want to study and read. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> you could study and read too, bro. Like I'm gonna tell you the answers, but. At the same time, like, I'm doing my own thing. So, like, 
You know what I mean, I don't. Yeah. Uh, at least, sense. at least, like have your have some answers to spit back too. You know what I mean? It's obviously yeah, like yeah. not a one sided thing. Hey, fun yeah. fact though, uh, Cyril and I went to college together. Yeah, and we, we took we a did, test, yeah. bro. Took a Scantron test. Just, just to reiterate, equally giving. You know what I mean? He did one side of the Scantron. <laughs> I did the other side. <laughs> We fucking switch answers and we're the first two out of there. I think we had a B plus that test. Yeah, that's cool though. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up was the, uh, it is a good segue as, as a military man, you know, you hear people <laughs> always, Hey, thanks for your service. You know, especially on Memorial day, like, Oh, thanks for your service. You're a hero. And you're also in the healthcare field now, so you've kind of you're kind of a dual hero. Um, and we'll get you're into that now. Hero. But <laughs> you're super <laughs> duper hero. But the I'm, funny thing I'm is, Batman, um, bro, Batman. is the is, best is, hero there is. Dude. We, nah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but what's called um, the fact that you see some nurses being like, "Hey, man, I know what it's like to be in the military." People call me a hero during the pandemic and stuff <laughs> how do you feel uh, that about that bro does that grind your gears or at this point you're just like what the fuck? i don't think it Stupid. grinds my gears to be honest like you know it's honestly like maybe when i was younger i would have cared but at this age where realizing that dude like no one no one's thoughts or no one else's things that they're going through or thinking that they're going through dude, that's their own thought but it did make me kind of smirk and kind of laugh a little when they would talk <laughs> but i'd just be like oh that's cool dude you know what i mean like right. it's not cringe yeah. it's not cr- i would cringe but yeah, i a, thought it was hella well, cringe when i heard that a, shit. It's, it's a smirk but what am i gonna do like while you're talking to me while we're in there like <laughs> that's no, true like, though I, I you're, I you're, you're right you, you're right like nah bro you're so dumb dog like you didn't do this that like yeah right. yeah all you can do is just smirk and like go on yeah and just like let them talk it out and just then i home talk to my wife about it and start laughing a little so uh, yeah so that's behind closed doors filipino military healthcare worker Damn, bro, you kill it at karaoke too, or what? Uh, <laughs> at the karaoke uh, bars in Korea? Uh, <laughs> yeah, B-boy, you know? So, uh, nah, hell no, I can't sing for shit, bro. <laughs> I don't think most Filipinos at the karaoke bar can sing, but they still doing that shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so I can't fun, sing. That motherfucker has concerts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. I sing this song. God damn, fool. Look at your eyes. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> hey, are we live? Are we live again? <laughs> Dad, you gotta open his eyes. <laughs> but I mean, like, working at a hospital, too, and I, I can attest to this, it is kind of depressing, too, right? And I mean, during the, the time that you had to really work during the pandemic, like, what would you say took more away from you, like the military experience or like that time? Um, took away more away from me in what sense though? I guess more like, like, you know, you know, I, I just saw fucking Shutter Island again, which is a fucking great movie, but you know how, yeah, 
he not necessarily traumatized, oh. but kind of shocked to see some certain things like, oh shit, mm-hmm. fuck. And that kind of got him thinking. So I guess more shocked as far as shock value goes. Was it your military experience or what you experienced during the pandemic? But honestly, I have to say that not shocked, but like I, I've never felt that overwhelmed in the yeah, overwhelmed. He, yeah, I felt overwhelmed at times, like you know. But that's just like everyone coming up to a high pressure situation. You know, a preparation helps with that. Mm-hmm. But with the pandemic, like there was no preparation at all. Like, yeah, we had those, like, couple months. Remember when it was kind of slow? But mm-hmm. we were kind of just, like, laughing it off, like the rest of America, where it's like, <laughs> California, like, we're not getting hit by this pandemic. Yeah. And then February rolls around, and do you remember it? Shit yeah. hit the fan. The shit was like, packed. Um, there was a time when I was, like, in the ER, and, like, we have this little utility closet that we keep all the machines in the ER at, right? But like only the RTs going there, and I just needed a break, man. Like I was, dude, I was working like six days a week at that time. I was, my son was about to be born, so I think I just got overworked, and just with everything that was going on with the pandemic, it was just like I just had to sit down. And I kind of broke down a little bit to the point. Like I remember my my co coworker, like a friend of mine, he opened the door and saw me. And he just kind of looked, and I looked up, and he was like, oh, my bad, I was about to sit in here. So <laughs> we're both, both of us, Damn. and both of, our scene, both of us, I feel like, are seen as good RTs, mm-hmm. and yet both of us are getting broken down to this point where, yeah, yeah like, well, we, we need to, because, dude, people don't really realize how bad it was, like, especially in the ER one where there was only two of us, we were housing, yeah. like, you know, so many vents downstairs, like, dude, it was filled. And yet, at mm-hmm. the same time, we're answering traumas coming in left and right. People are, like, desetting outside, and then they're calling us, like, dude, this guy needs breathing treatments. But we're like, oh, what do you want us to do? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to just not have to breathe, and I'm sorry. But, you know, my patients who are dying on the vent are kind of taking precedence right now. Right. And it's like everyone who, who dies, like, all right, dude, someone dies, right? And then it would just fill up the body bag, and then another person would just take his place. Someone Bro, it was like, have you ever been to like a busy restaurant and they had to turn the tables around real quick? Yeah, dude. It was Bro, like that, man. They just process it like, in here. Yeah. Make room. Seriously, down. like they wouldn't even change the sheets or anything. They would just put the next person on there. No, like no, what no, kind no, of restaurants do you no. eat at, dog? I'm just saying, bro. It's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, but Cyril, for, for the people that don't, there's a lot of people that don't know what RT is, respiratory therapist. Just kind of give a brief description of what you guys are, what we are, because. Bro, like low-key unsung hero of the pandemic. <laughs> well, I feel like the pandemic really shed a, a brighter light on us, to be honest, right? Because at a point, like, we were kind of losing – we almost lost our importance in the hospital. Where mm-hmm. hospital we're kind of getting phased out, right? Yeah, they're getting rid of our department. So RT is the respiratory therapist, and we're the ones who really just handle your cardiovascular system and your lungs. So we're the ones who do the ventilatory support and assist in the intubations. And at times we intubate ourselves. And an intubation is basically when we stick that breathing tube down your throat and then we connect you to the machine to breathe for you. So your lungs don't have to do as much work 
and we can try to heal what else is ailing your body. You know what I'm mean? saying? So, yeah. Almost go in like rest mode. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we could figure out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, that ranges from like asthma treatments, just like nebulizer treatments to fucking car accident. We got to put a tube in this guy's lungs and yeah. see what's up. Maybe like, do surgery or whatever the fuck is wrong with him type shit. Cardiac massages and stuff. That's mm-hmm. a crazy thing to see. Cardiac yeah. massage. What is that? Um, it's yeah, like last last resort, you know. We can't get a heart rate and stuff like that. We can't get the heartbeat, so they basically just open up the chest, and they basically, you know what I mean? Oh like, wow! Yeah. So like, if someone so gets shot and someone gets shot in the heart, obviously you can't do CPR because you'll yeah. spew blood, right? Mm-hmm, so correct. what they have to do is they have to cut your, they ex- expose your heart pretty much and and massage the heart. Instead of, wow. instead of instead of do the C, do the CPR, which would you, you're supposed to do. Can I ask what what is the success rate of you know cardiac saving massage. someone by doing that via cardiac massage? Yeah, it's pretty low, man. It's like last but, last resort. Let me look at it. I mean, I don't know what the yeah, is, but I've only seen uh, one, and nine they didn't make it. I think Danny's higher than the success rate of a cardiac massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, man. So let's look at this. The use of open cardiac massage became common after the 1920s, and the preferred method for cardiovascular collapse in the first half of the 20th century. After the report of 99 cases with a reported overall survival of 25%. Damn. Oh, wow. But yeah, I mean, if you if if you're if you're doing cardiac massage, something fucking crazy happened. You know, yeah, you something crazy. Your I'm sure. Uh, you're like, yeah. It's it's really last chance. You know, like it's one of the, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a rarity to see. Yeah. Yeah. After what? How long we've been on? Two thousand fourteen or so. Yeah. And I've only seen it once. You know, so it's it's a rarity. What about you, Jerizi? You seen that? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, I can't even say anything, but it's crazy. Like seeing the heart. Yeah. Seeing, seeing like, we've seen some crazy shit, bro. Seen brains. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an alien movie, you know, when the chest is open and shit. Oh, God. The weird thing about that is like, even though you're new, fucking poker face, bro. Like, yeah. That's why what Cyril said about, you know, he had to go find a room to break down. Like, like sometimes you just gotta go to the restroom. She's like, "What the fuck? I just saw a heart." You know what I mean? Wash your face or do whatever you gotta do. Go back out and be like, "Hey, you guys, good." Act like I was just cool. You want to pick up a shift right. tonight? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It is pretty cool though because, like, you're in everything. You're, like during the cardiac massage, <laughs> it sounds like a complicated procedure. But the role of a respiratory therapist, like once you put the breathing tube in, you're just making them breathe for them. So you're just literally at the head of the bed, which is the circle, which is like the middle of everything. And you just got to do this, Watch bro. Yeah. <laughs> so you get, you get first row seats to everything, bro. It's crazy. Honestly, when I saw it, I think, you know that boxing, the referee who was like shook when he was watching them two guys fight and he was just like so amazed. 
<laughs> I feel like that's how I was during it because I was just like trying to bag and just looking like, oh damn, yeah, crazy. Not gonna lie, just... one time my first my first few times in the trauma room, I'd be bagging. And then I'd be looking at what the fuck's going on, bro. And then the bag would disconnect from the tube. And they'd be like, hey, I'm so shit. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely added to that. Too many bomb rips, bro. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, like, I never seen this shit before, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're really trying to watch. You're like, dude. Yeah. You like, didn't watch enough right? House, Jerezy. Yeah, I don't watch that shit. I, I like bro, to do everyone, the real thing, bro. Everyone, everyone you didn't watch enough General it. Hospital. <laughs> Yeah, but fuck, man. Kind of hard though, right? Working there. After, would you would you have gone this route had you known? Well, obviously, yeah, right. You're you're kind of one to not regret anything that happened in the past, and more be thankful for it. So, honestly, but I do wish I would have done nursing instead because the money is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> But you might as well cool. practice karaoke too, dog. If you do yep. nursing, <laughs> that's, that's cool, with me, man. Full fledged. It's so hey. like people don't realize how good the money nurses make, and if nurses yeah. trying to think that they don't, it's like then you guys yeah. really don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say. But if I could do it with my less than salary, man, how can't y'all? You know what I mean? That's that's my thought. Let's talk about nurses real quick because the fact that nurses do make a lot of money, I feel like now the landscape for nurses have changed. They're more like alpha females where they're, you know, they might play you, you know, they might yes. be tossing to eight, 10 different guys. And I feel like back then, like nurses were viewed more as like the, oh, they take care of you, you know, they're good wife material. <laughs> It's, you think it's City Girls and Cardi B, or they just finally found out, man, I'd be making more money than these fools. Fuck these guys. No, I think it's, I think it's the city. like The, this the City Girls. I think it's that, bro. Because you have you have people who work at McDonald's who have that same type of problem, you know I mean? <laughs> Yeah. He need to make six figures fucking making 20-piece yeah, right? nuggets and shit. <laughs> For real, man. Oh, that's funny. Hey, but one of the talking points I wanted to bring up here, I'm excited to bring up, is being Filipino. And uh, I can't obviously, y'all, sorry. You, we'll, we'll get you in. We'll uh, get you in. <laughs> I've known you long enough, Danny, that you're kind of, you're like a pinch of it already by now. Bro, <laughs> So I mean, like being Filipino, let's 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 bust a myth. Mm. Hello, fucking Filipinos in the hospital, right? That Hell worked yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. That's not a myth. That's a fact. Hey, yeah. but that, that that's messed up for people to assume, though, even though it is true. It's- Bro, I got pissed, dog. I um, I was on TikTok and I think they were going there. I think some Filipino was getting made fun of on a TikTok, but all the comments was like, "Oh, he's probably a nurse." <laughs> probably nurse. It's like the new thing now. They used to be like we eat dogs, but now it's like oh, it's probably nurse. <laughs> they make fun of nurses, but they working at McDonald's, asking know, for man. six figures, <laughs> <laughs> six yeah, six <laughs> pieces. <laughs> nurses make gave you really good gave money, you man. Yeah. So so who gives a fuck what y'all say? Like <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, Kyle, man, you gotta find a. Good Christian nurse, I feel like. <laughs> Christian? <Yeah. laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> no. 
It's got to be Islam, bro. <laughs> got to be Haram. Yeah. <laughs> got it. No more pork adobo for you then. Hell no, bro. <laughs> I want the chicken, the manok, bro. There you go. Yeah. All right. One of the topics I want to bring up is being Filipino and you guys being fathers. And this is something me and uh, Mandy have talked about. <sighs> so circumcision. <laughs> Let's uh-huh. fucking talk about it. Filipino. Danny, you in this or what? <laughs> Hey, as, you know what, guys? As, as, a, as a father, as a father, mm-hmm. do you have him get circumcised as as a newborn, or do you wait and go to Filipino three hundred style? What do you guys wow, think, bro? I'm not gonna I, lie. I, I did it to my kids already, man. Right off oh, the bat, did? bro. Yeah, yeah. When my you too, Kyle. Right off the bat, get that shit over with, bro. You don't want that that cheese all up in that, bro. You know, <laughs> especially when he when he loses his virginity, finds a nice like that dick snow cheese. bunny. Yeah. yeah, bro. That kupal, bro. You some know girls like that. <laughs> some girls some <laughs> <girl> like that. <laughs> hey. That's what that's that's what's gonna make this topic interesting, y'all. Cause I ain't yeah, cause he got a beanie on. Metaphor. Then you support. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and y'all talking? Then y'all must have not heard about what cleaning your own dick. Then fuck, I clean that shit daily, bro. Talking about cheese. Fuck, Fuck, bro. Yo. That's that's the thing. That's the you that's the that's the clean in your dick, dog. Come on, I would just stop nah, that's, that's, that that <laughs> that's just the argument. Every like, oh, it's like, dude, nah, bro. Then you, I don't know. You must hey, not clean your own dick, then. <laughs> and 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 the other thing too, I'll say, y'all were talking because I know the Filipino thing. I know about that. I would not, and not like that. That's their choice, man. You know, because it's actually it's part of the body. So why are you taking something oh. that comes with the body off? You know, so there's that. Hey, why, oh, hey, why did why does your teeth fall off as a kid? You because your actual teeth are coming out, like the real ones, not the whatever the first ones are made out of. Have you ever seen a baby skull? Exactly. You see, like the first set of teeth that come out. And then those are the ones that fall out. And then the second set, they're they're gonna come out eventually. Check out like a, ch- a yeah, skull guys, of a kid. You guys see all that? <laughs> the real, the yeah. fucking reaction. Check. I just check out the skull raise of a kid. Hand, raise yeah. your hand if you went the three hundred way. Ah, <laughs> uh, Danny. Yo. We'll see you tomorrow, dog. <laughs> <laughs> There's no 300 way. I'm I not doing it, bro. For the people crazy, that bro. don't know the 300 way, um, I call it 300 way to reference the Spartans because they're like the harder men, the elite men. Literally, it's harder Filipino men. tradition to wait, <laughs> to wait until a male is around what 12? Yeah, 12, 13. 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I waited till 12 before they I get circumcised. I was like in junior high or so. I was 13. I was in the summer. I remember I had to wear a fucking skirt. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. You have to walk around like this, you know? You yeah. To, oh. So nothing touches nothing? <laughs> yeah, because once it touches you, like, what bro. the fuck? <laughs> they have burned so much. Bro, yeah. my dad, oh, like, man. after I got, he's like, let's go. And he started running. I'm like, bitch, I can't I'm run. fuck you up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good, bro. <laughs> But I didn't mind how I got it because my dad told me his story. And what they did was he was like, they literally had his dick on this rock, right? And they pulled the, the extra skin over and they just used another rock and sliced it off. And they had to jump in the river and then mm-hmm. rub guava leaves all over their dicks right after to like numb the pain. I was like, 
Ooh. Is your dad Abu Labu? Yeah, that's that's as he was born in like Kabataklan. Yeah. That, that's our people, bro. Bro, Lapu Lapu. Yeah, he's like, yeah. that's what he did. He's like, so you're not going through anything. Damn. I was like, okay, that's some indigenous <laughs> shit, bro. Yeah. yeah, technically, technically, they're looking at us like we're soft because we had fucking anesthesia. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what you're saying. You know what he's mean? like, the fuck. I was like, why am I awake? He's like, that's even better than me. Look, you know what I did? I was like. <laughs> Wait, what is what is the what reason for, for us to wait though yeah. is it more like a rite of passage to man like a for us? jewish thing you know you yeah, become a judaism. man yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's judaism i i, I don't ag- i don't agree with technically you. but yeah it's like how I'm you become here. a man <laughs> yeah go 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 set an appointment get your shit off <laughs> nah, Danny, if nah. you do it tomorrow, we we all take our hats off. Hey, that, Danny, you're the alpha male. Bro. There's no <laughs> reason for me. We'll though. take our hats off if you take your hat off, dog. You know what I mean? Take them off. Oh, it's a <laughs> if Danny, hey, Danny found out you could smoke out the foreskin and give you a crazy high, he'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I would not right. do it. Isn't that bro. weird if they're like, hey, would, it, you get psych- psychedelic effects if you eat your foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to <laughs> chewing on oh, He's like, damn, this shit's makunat, you know? <laughs> oh, man. No, but, yo, no, let no, me no, tell no. you, though, um, as a kid, a few years before I had to get mine, all the older cousins <clears> were like, Hey, you next or what? <laughs> just that like, was the scary part. I right? was like, bro, don't bring that shit up. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it until you brought it up. Now I'm gray cloud over my head. <laughs> that was the scary part because they always bring it up. Like, hey, you're next. You're next. Like, man, I'm not even thinking about this shit, man. Bro, it's so fun to be on the other oh. side looking at the younger cousins like, oh, you're next. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, dog, that when I went in that waiting room, they're like, okay, two hours. It's like, for sure. Played Game Boy and I couldn't play Game Boy, bro. I was like, Talk. you're not thinking, <laughs> you're thinking, about your dick. thinking every second until that two hours. And goddamn, I think I would. I told Manny we'd have to wait until our son's 12 to give him the to induct him into the, the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Wild, bro. What does she think about it? <laughs> She's like, no, that's fucking abuse. You know. <laughs> 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 she's like it's either when they're when they're born or no i'm like okay well if that's if that's the case but i really believe in i don't know i feel like just like the military and just like having to wait it's important to have as a man like a rite of passage you know what i mean like there's a lot of books that that mm-hmm. talk about as a man there's yeah. not a lot of rite of passages anymore you know like exactly. that's kind of what's good about i feel like in the philippines for men there that's the tulet right for yeah. f- females, it's the debut. Um, <laughs> so for, we don't get a party. Yeah, we don't get a party, bro. Which, oh, which, but- which builds a Filipino man of like, hey, don't cry, you know? Just yeah. shut up and yeah. fucking, oh, <laughs> fucking go to work. Another be a man, but wear this skirt. It's like, God, how am I supposed to be that? Fucking, <laughs> me to fucking shit. No, the thing is, though, like, I see it ironic. And the reason why is it, it's a rite of passage, but like, what don't don't you know that like taking away a lot of sensory glands and then sex isn't going to be as fucking feeling as good. So it's I like heard it know, feels better as a man. Them. I heard it feels better for them. So you selfish. For, <laughs> I feels no, it feels better for us because we have our sensory glands are nice and fresh. Y'all are dried up. 
Yikes. <laughs> All right, Danny, we'll see you, uh, oh, we'll see you on the next one, bro. Safe <laughs> <laughs> peace. All right, I'm out of here. Nah, I'll shut up now. <laughs> nah, don't shut up, bro. This is great, dude. You got to change the name from on Hey, Danny, has the girl ever denied you when they saw it? I Never. It. I they, they, I can't they do the love that shit, bro. The they they love that shit, bro. You on don't Tinder, lie, bro. Puts, on Tinder, he puts circumcised. Uncircumcised. <laughs> no, I don't. Filter. Nah, 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 <laughs> There's nah. a filter for that, dog. <laughs> Change his name right now on the screen to support. Oh, man. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you have, like, those, like, Americanized Filipino cousins. You're like, oh, why are you guys doing that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro. Yeah. You probably don't have a well, tablet, dog. <laughs> Hey Jerizi, I uh, you brought up men crying, and you know in Filipino culture how it's kind of taboo for for boys to cry, and you know dads are like, "Hui, don't cry, be a man." Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you guys feel about you know the expression of emotions as a man, and and you know being vulnerable and toxic masculinity and all that stuff. Hmm. Especially being from the military, Cyril. Like, how do how do you feel about that, bro? You seem pretty masculine solid grounded you seem like a grounded dude sarah you know? has no feelings bro yeah bro you look like a stoic <laughs> true stoic, I, well, I, no he's I, a cancer cancers are really emotional cancer, dude i'm very emotional yeah they are but one thing like one thing i've been trying to you know work on myself is to be more stoic is the sense like i am a cancer like through and through so i wear my heart in my sleeve so mm-hmm. my emotions really come out really without me even knowing Right. So, but the sense of like, um, you were talking about like, uh, showing emotions and stuff like that, like being crying vulnerable. and all that and yeah. being vulnerable. I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good at points, but you know what I mean? Like there's people who I've met who it's like, dude, every person they meet and they're like telling their life story, like things that, you know, like, oh, dude. Oh, I, like for me, here's something I'll share that, like I grew up and now I'm in foster care, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that's very like, dude, that I rarely share that with people. Mm-hmm. But there's people out there who are quick to just automatically jump and be like, oh, I, this is me, and this is like that and that. I'm like, yo, that's just not me. Like sharing these, really, they identify box. themselves as that kind of. No, I just think it's more of the sense of like. um being so vulnerable to every single person you meet mm, okay you know because you're i guess just showing the emotion part i think it's more like um selective just but that's just who i am like mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna cry to nobody else like i'm not gonna cry at work but do everybody right. problems too man like you know you come in there thinking oh i'm having a bad day did it that's like do you do realize like I have life too, and I may be able to pay, but I don't yeah. tell you about it because it's like, yeah, look, we we have to carry our own. So it's like I'm just, yeah, I, I I'm I'm the same way. I feel like like there no nobody has like a special. Oh, he's he's tough. He can take everything. Like we're all on the same baseline. So if I can do it, like why can't you? You know what I mean? Right. And it's and it's almost one of those things of. Like we talked about, like the brothers, like oh, I can't get a pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you yeah. guys can all get a pass, but I can't get a pass. But as far as showing emotions go, and 
I don't know. I'll speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure you guys can all relate. Like the, our, our dads are all hard, <laughs> hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like as much as you suppress that emotion, it comes out in other, other aspects of your life. Right. Toxicity. And something that Cyril and yeah. I both agree on in the philosophy of whatever you do or however you do one thing is how you do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to show up in aspects of your life. So if you're suppressing it, just like like soda, it's gonna bubble up and either show up when traffic, like, whoa, put on that shit, like, yeah, like damn, dad, yeah. why are you so fucking mad, bro? Why you got road rage? <laughs> yeah, and then um, as far as like, I don't know, Filipinos, there's been some intense Filipino fights, and then like I've had Filipino or family fights where like my parents would be crying and it's like, damn, like this is so dramatic, man. And it's, it is. I think it's more fueled on the suppression of it. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like if they're, it's rare. I haven't met a Filipino father that's been having healthy, uh, what's called emotional intelligence. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So nope. maybe we could be the first, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. But I also think, all right. So play in that thought, especially like I think we're a majority of us are aren't even first generations, right? Like mm-hmm. I was born in the Philippines. I think Jerizi Philippines. Mm-hmm. Remain, you guys too. Phil, like born. In the I was Philippines. born here. I'm born here, um, but I lived out there. I used to live. So, there. so my sense of my thought, like growing up and finally realizing more of, you know, just being coming a father and stuff. Like the things that they had to worry about word like how am i gonna how am i gonna feed my family like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we had a farm and stuff like we we lived in a shack so mm-hmm. there there are worries of uh toxic masculinity or emotional intelligence like it didn't even exist not, right dude what, what do you mean or like yeah. following your dreams like what do you mean yeah. my dream is i need to feed my family like you know what i mean mm-hmm. period yeah, yeah like yeah i think that's where like the stoicism kind of, I mean, it's funny cause like Filipinos are stoic, but they don't realize it because they're not familiar <gasps> yeah. with the English term of it. You know, they just know tapang. Stoic? I know stoic. I know yan. Yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> stoic. But as, I, I feel like the further we progress as like, say, look at the third generation stuff, right? Their stoicism mm-hmm. thoughts aren't really there. Because of the things that, like, their troubles and their things that they have went through. Like, look at even the fathers of Stoicism. Like, it's really what Marcus Aurelius and stuff like that. Like, you're a fucking, uh, gen- like, you're, <laughs> you're king of Caesar type shit. You know what I mean? Like, Rome. So, like, the things you have to go through, like, going to war and going to things, like, I feel like that hardens them to become more Stoic. Because they really aren't able to show that emotion out there. Because then, if my king is showing emotion like this, like... And how am I going to feel as a soldier type stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but now it's like, oh, it's more free. Like, oh, show the emotion. Uh, show cry in front of people. Like, that's cool yeah. now, but uh, you can't really, like, yeah, move that way. But I'm not going to move that way because I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah we, you, we spoke about it in the podcast yeah. too a, a while back how animals in the wild, none of them are like stressed out. 
like I said, like you can fucking find a zebra with its guts hanging out and it's just trying to drink water, you know, still going about its way until it dies. Mm -hmm. But you see a fucking animal in the zoo and that motherfucker's pacing around looking stressed out and depressed. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like now we have a lot of idle time because we're not so busy. You know what I mean? We're not yeah, either driven mind. driven by a goal. So with, I mean, what's, what's it saying? The devil plays in idle hands or some shit. Mm. So that's when I feel like to overthink. How do you... I mean, like, how do you overthink if you don't have time to think? You know what I mean? Exactly. If you're not staying busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and as far as, like, the depression goes, like, I mean, there is a chemical depression, I feel like. but Yeah, I think so also. As far as a lot of these people that say that they're depressed, I mean, I think it's a mixture of, like, bad diet, posture, and everything, but... Social media. Social media doesn't Social help. Social you know media, what I mean? bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big one. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah, like you said, chemical, man. Some people have like the best lives and seem like, okay, best example in my head is like Robin Williams, right? Like, right. Look how amazing of a life he lived and the things he's accomplished. Like his time was, his mind was never idle because he was always working and he seemed so happy and yet he was depressed and that, you know, sad. Yeah. RIP. Just never know. Yeah, exactly, man. You mm -hmm. never know. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're our generation is like on the verge of a of breaking generational curses because you know obviously our parents our our ancestors you know worked hard came from nothing like you said and came here and brought us here for a reason but now that we have you know access to information and resources and stuff like we have this opportunity to you know find that balance between masculinity and showing emotion and doing doing the things that our fathers could not do you know but at the same time you know there's so much so much distraction dude I, lo I love women bro i love instagram you know i'm so distracted all the time bro pornhub <laughs> jesus christ yeah i think i mean not to get conspiratorial <laughs> but i, I feel like part of the matrix <laughs> yeah but i feel like yeah like you see the ads, you see the ads are all be sexual driven. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No matter what about anything. So I feel like, I mean, if you want to go in the rabbit hole of nutrition, like a lot of our food is genetically modified right now. And it's not even really what it naturally, like a banana isn't really what it naturally used to be. You know, yeah. apples weren't what they naturally used to be. So I feel like most of the food right now, they're chemically made in the lab. So they're orchestrated to give you dopamine rushes and then be hooked on that to want to buy that product again. You know what I mean? Do you think so men fucking, are being targeted specifically? Yes, yes. I feel like they know what they're fucking doing. You know what I mean? And obviously, like this sexually driven society. I mean, you we've all we're all well versed in the Bible. God sent fucking fl flaming like comets to cities where. Like Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at biblical times, I don't know if we all believe in the Bible and stuff, but I feel like Bible's still worth looking into as far as like a historical For sure. depiction of what happened. You know what I mean? There's always sure. doom when, or it's always a sign of society collapse when they start going kind of Sodom and Gomorrah y. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bro. You're on point. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, so what the I fuck, agree. what do you think the outcome of this is? Because we're kind of getting to the extreme point, you know, because like males are really like anyone, any male who's looking like a stoic male, I feel like 
Well, besides David Goggins, <laughs> but like I well, I feel like Andrew Tate isn't helping because he's nah, putting a target just... on people. But I feel like we're getting diminished, and the female side is getting more like to- there's toxic femininity too. Like we talked about the nurses and oh, city girls and goodness. stuff, you know. The, the, trying to make a matriarchy kind of thing Mm -hmm. where the thing is, is that, yeah, like all this stuff is actually meant for us to lower our testosterone. It's meant for us to like be distracted and not focus on what you're saying, like be actual men and handle business, handle shit. So it's more like, okay, now we're going to pass off our main duties to, let's say, I don't know, either the government or yeah, pass it on. Like he's saying, like, Nah, it's going till we're all just one gender, bro. Like Think that so? kind of equality of oh, you're a male because you you uh, feel like one. You're him. <laughs> no offense, yeah. but I feel like it's going towards that like avatar internet style. But it's definitely taking away like our like our pride in a way. It's kind of it's taking. They're ripping us apart and just like, okay, you're right. Now it's like we're equal. We're just mm-hmm. all one. Yeah. They're castrating us. Yeah. yeah sure. Metaphorically. Yes. But as far yeah, as far as like as far as like the but being emotional is- stuff too, I feel like I try to sift into that, you know what I mean? But I also try to stay hard too, you know what I mean? Yeah, um because you have to be broken. Yeah, if you if you stay too emotional and stuff, then might as well go to the other side. <laughs> I, too, I, I think too much emotion is isn't really good. Like most people I know who are very emotional, like tend to care care about like more things that they should. You know what I mean? And I feel like what's that saying? It's like it's exhausting caring about so many things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'll or that about, won't even happen, right? Yeah. So it's like what the the fear of. The fear of the task is worse than the task itself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, I don't know. There was something you said I was trying to jump off of, but I totally forgot what you Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, and I, I don't know, like I'm driven by Kobe, you know what I mean? So as far as staying hard, dude, like I try to like up the ante. Like, bro, i very inspired by Floyd Mayweather. Very inspired by Kobe. Very inspired by like the 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 elite athletes that went the next level because of like a maniacal drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember coming home being fucked up from like partying and shit and seeing people out running in the streets at like 3.30, 4.30. And I used to think to myself, damn, those are the fucking badasses that don't even – that are free from the matrix that, nah, I got to do this while people are sleeping. Yeah. So that – I, I I mean, before we started working night shift, I started doing that. Like, I'm going to start running at two or three. You know, I'm going to try to outdo them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I feel like for me uh, that everything is kind of like scales. You know, I'm Libra. I don't, I don't really believe much in that, but it's weird mm-hmm. how some of those really do align, like your character traits and what your sign is. But yeah. just how crazy I am, um, maniacally driven as far as like working hard also comes the emotion too where you know sometimes you put that much energy output you're obviously going to crash you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's just a balance of when you know you're trying to go hard then go hard and if you know you need to you know i'm just gonna chill watch like movies be softy 
didn't do that. But I think the consciousness of being like, all right, I've been doing this for too long. I need to go back at it. I feel like that's where it becomes less toxic and more kind of a homeostasis type of shit. You know what I mean? Balances out. Yeah. But I don't know. We're all Filipinos, though. We we all our baseline is to be tough. So I feel like, right? Our all our dads were like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. in in that aspect that you're saying, like um, when you're seeing people at two in the morning running, right, and you're over there partying. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things I was uh, reading. Like, um, he's like a not a motivational speaker, but basically kind of like a psychologist who talks to a lot of sport athletes of like how their mindset is and kind of help them like you know you have sports um psychologists to help fix your your mindset really mm-hmm. so one of the mindsets like one of the big things that he was talking about was um you could go to a room full of like say a thousand people because they're speaking and then you ask like um like everyone stand up if you really care about what you're doing right so mm-hmm. everyone stands up and then everyone sits down and then you ask them again so who here is obsessed about what they're doing and then everyone stands up again and we ask the question like so what is are you do you care about this thing or are you obsessed mm-hmm. like the difference between caring about it is just i'm just gonna do it here and there mm-hmm. and then the obsessive people are your tiger woods your kobe Bryant, your stuff like that where mm-hmm. like two in the morning i'm running like why are you out there doing that like I'm gonna do my thing, or Kobe Bryant and the Dream Team when they went out to party and stuff like that. Yep. And then they walk in, and Kobe's like, "I'm about to start my workout three in the morning." Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference. I feel is like, you know, like these guys are obsessed. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're truly obsessed about what they're doing. Not not just I'm in this. Like I I care about this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, even even when it came to basketball, dude. Oh, I think it's because fucking... I feel like it all depends on, like, who inspired you to. I mean, like, like I said, Kobe, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather. They're all kind of similar as far as their work ethic goes, you know what I mean? But if I like, like, Adrian Bronner and Conor yeah. McGregor, <laughs> then I probably wouldn't work as hard. I'd be more flashy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it is your hero's too that kind of drive you um but i wanted to ask danny like you're not filipino like as far as like the masculine side of like your guatemala culture, how was that apocalypse uh, yeah no my dad <laughs> would, would put me on check of about that kind of stuff um uh-huh. taking mainly the things that he taught me was taking care of taking care of my own like my my own home taking care of my family providing uh not, you know, taking care of your own shit at home. Now, and that means taking care of your car, <laughs> your own plumbing, everything. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like the handyman and not just that, like to, I mean, just to be, just to be the man of the house, in other words. Yeah. And yeah, also to be that, that's that rock per se, you know, for the family. Right. Uh, because, and I, and even my old man, I mean, you guys have seen him. I'm, I'm bigger than him. I'm taller than him. But mm-hmm. when we were going through some tough times, yeah, it was all of us that would still like, you know, look at, look at him and like, what do we do <laughs> mm, <laughs> kind okay. of thing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of similarities oh, there between ahead. Filipino culture and, uh, Hispanic Latino mm-hmm. culture. 
because my dad's Mexican. My mom's Guatemala. But you know, your dad's actually, I've met him, you know, I've known him for so long. He's actually very, he's very cool. Like he's very, uh, chill. He's soft spoken, you know, but then I've seen those times where he's giving Danny shit. I'm like, uh oh, (laughs) you know, so he walked into the garage one time and I was hitting the bong and he fucking, I was like, (laughs) no, you, you, we were in my room. Oh, shit. We were in my room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, he, he walked he, in, and you're like fucking, mid-rip of a bunk. He laser beamed right through me. I was like, he his <laughs> silence. Is, <laughs> that's the thing with him. He's soft spoken, but it's it's his silence that kind of gets you. Yeah, too. that's yeah, when I he locked, that, that's he locked when I eyes with you. Like, <laughs> bro, yeah. reminds me of that one time, Cyril. You remember when we went to the homies' pet <laughs> to smoke a blunt? <laughs> yeah. Yo, we went to Bleezy's pad to smoke a blunt one time, bro. Uh-huh. Hot box the fuck out of that thing. Like, what? Two blunts going at the same time, right? At yeah. Oak's house? In this little yeah, room? In his room, because we just finished a test, so we wanted to go smoke before we got the grades. So mm-hmm. we smoked two blunts in his room. <laughs> oh, what's up, Jarrell? <laughs> uh, around, what, like 5.30 p.m.? His dad. Yeah, obviously, it was hot box. You put the fucking towel underneath to cover it up, right? And, and after that, it, was, it was obvious that something was up. Cyril, Ruben, and I were like, uh, is everything cool, bro? <laughs> but after that, he was like, hey, uh, let's go downstairs and eat. I'm like, for sure, let's go. So we go downstairs and eat, and his dad like comes around to hey, us. I'm and goes, up for my, my son woke up. Handle, handle. Yeah. Um, and he goes to us and goes, as far as being soft-spoken and still be, you know, a man, his dad was like, hey, uh, next time, don't you ever come back here, okay? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like uh, it's okay. <laughs> Damn. Did you ever go back? Yeah, I came back, bro. Yeah, I came back. I came back hey, next time. time. <laughs> next the crazy time? part is he next meets, time, fucking means that shit. Don't you ever come back? <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I, I felt it. There was just a language barrier, but I felt the Filipino spirit. <laughs> the, the warrior. It was Danny's there. mom that I trip out on whenever we smoke. I'm like, fuck, is your mom home? <laughs> because she'd come out, and then she would just lecture Danny, and I'm just awkwardly sitting there high as fuck. I'm like... Don't ask me anything, please. On this time, I had people over at my place, and then uh, we were smoking, right? And then it happened to be David's turn. Mm-hmm. David was hitting it, milked it, ripped it, and then my dad walks in. You know, and my so David looks at my dad. My dad looks at David, and I, everybody looks at what's gonna happen. And I go, I go, David, I told you not to smoke here, bro. No. <laughs> the scapegoat. <laughs> He could do. They all busted out laughing. My dad was pissed. Like, doom, 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 doom. walked upstairs, slammed the door. Oh, I bet. Sorry, dad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, for me, as far as like an athlete that really pushed me, it was first Michael Jordan and then Kobe Bryant, and then it had to be Floyd Mayweather. And like I was telling Danny, um, early up, early on, like my dad wasn't really around. So as far as like my masculine male role model was more like superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. wrestlers, action, action stars. So I had this more like eccentric bravado style cutting promos, you know what I mean? As far as my 
my male role model was growing up. So I feel like that translated into the way I managed myself to get somewhere. Like I'm not hard because, you know, Kobe did this. I can't bitch if I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not at the rock level as far as talking yet. So I'm, I, I can't say shit. You know what I mean? Did you guys kind of have that? Like who was your positive male role, role model growing up? <clears throat> um, I, my dad was around, so I would I would look up to. But my dad was like hard on me and my <laughs> little brother. You know, Josh. Like he would he'd be cooler with Josh, but then with me, like every little thing I was doing, it was under the microscope. He'd be pissed off at me. <laughs> it's like I grew up just taking it from my dad, and until now, it's kind of like that still. But I've learned why he's like that, and I get it because sometimes I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, but like I also try to rebel. I'm like, Dad, whatever you're doing isn't like work now you know <laughs> that's not that's not cool now you can't do that but my dad huh i finished finished but to, I'll t- i got something I dude look at that haircut bro <laughs> what is that uh, danny shit. put the beanie back on <laughs> no I, I guess like just to kind of relate to to jarell too it's like i watched a lot of like cartoons and when I come home from school and I would always watch like the Power Rangers and I would look up to them where like Batman animated series, my favorite show, you could see the bear bricks behind me. I would look up to Batman or or like weirdly yeah. enough, Alfred, you know, I'd look up at Alfred like, oh, he's a cool guy. Like, you know, that's like I always view him as like Bruce Wayne's dad. So I, I always or like some people's Uncle Phil, you know, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh so for a lot of people. Yeah. So but I mean, my dad was very much in my life and he was, you know, pretty hard on me but you know i also appreciate it because that's kind of like teaching me to like straighten up <laughs> you yeah. didn't let me slide on a lot of things like he lets my brothers do but whatever <laughs> no no i was gonna say jermaine i remember you telling me the story of when your dad called you up to the room it's like jermaine uh-huh. come here oh and yeah you're like what's up oh, what, what happened Finish the oh story. oh the the report card Oh, no. no, not the, the report card, but then the, the for the remote for the remote, bro. He just wanted oh, you to grab the God. remote for it. Yeah, so my dad, I'm downstairs. I'm just in the kitchen, like making my snack, right? And my brother's in his room, right next to their room, right? And I hear my dad's like, Jared. I'm like, what the fuck? I go upstairs. I'm going up. I thought I was in trouble. Like, what's up? He's like, what's wrong? And he's like, can you give me the remote? And it's right there on his dresser. I'm like, what the fuck? He's oh eating clover God. chips. Yeah, no. Remote, he's, he's eating his dried mango. No, he's, he was eating uh, cornix. You guys, uh, it's like, it's like, uh, what do you, Jerezy? You gotta put pictures up of these. Shit doing bags, this, bro. No, yeah, he was literally. Hey, Jermaine, that. give me that yeah. one. Yeah, he's like, give me well, the remote, Jermaine. And then I'm like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> like, and, I had to run downstairs and finish my food. <laughs> then get, tell the report card now. Oh, okay, the report so the report card. card There's a funny one. So I come home, right? And like I, like I, I was around my dad a lot, so I would talk like him sometimes and just pronounce it like it. So my teacher would call us into a parent-teacher conference, right? And she's like, hey, you know, Jermaine is not, you know, he does pretty well in class, but he just has like some uh, pronunciation problems, right? You impersonated he, him? He's like, no, I didn't. And he, she was like, oh, so he pronounces friends as prens. And I was like, yeah. And then my mom was just like, okay, we'll fix that. And I remember my dad was quiet the whole time. He was just listening, right? We get in the car and he's like, why do you pronounce friends as friends? I was like, do you see? <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Dad. And my mom looked at him. He's like, "Oh, I see where it came from." <laughs> man, I get a, I get a crack every time I hear that story, man. Why I don't do you care what. Princess Prince. Like, Princess Prince. <laughs> yeah. Why are you always watching that Prince on the TV? <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, every now and then we bring that up when we're like at a family get together and everyone laughs about it. And my dad's like, "What's wrong with that?" <laughs> <laughs> bro jermaine i mean just yeah. to get off topic real quick yeah. danny and i were talking about that one party the halloween party you had remember oh yeah oh yeah bro how epic was that party? That's pretty epic right <laughs> it was pretty fun Dude. i'm not gonna lie kelly had the pull she had the people come in and i was like all right this is cool yeah you know it was tight but then the, there was some the random jungle juice one. yeah the jungle juice i got fucked up off of that she just put everything in that thing that's why i was like what Dude, the fuck? shit was bomb bro yeah that was fun but yeah, dude, that shit was popping. There was people everywhere, and my parents your mom were pissed. No, not really. She was just saying, like, you know, just make sure you clean up the balcony after, and like, you know, my sister, my brothers, they all actually helped clean the the balcony with me. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about the after effects? Because I I know there was people pissing like around the garage areas. And shit. Oh yeah, that's where my mom was getting mad, but then Mike was kind of like going out there telling them get the fuck out, like if they're gonna piss like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that because I was busy upstairs with everyone just getting fucked up. But Dude. yeah, that was one thing my mom was just mad about. Like people were just like pissing all over the place. Um, For sure. But it was yeah. fun. And, and then my mom, <laughs> uh, you know, Paola, right? Remember Paola? Yeah, yeah. My mom was just mad because I guess she was super drunk. And like she was trying to go into the house, and my mom was like, "Hey, Jermaine, there's some Samoan person." Over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Samoan? We don't got no Samoan people here." I come downstairs; it's Paola's drunk ass trying to go inside my house. So I was like, "What the fuck, Paola? Was she Samoan?" No, she's no, Mexican. She's Mexican. Oh. Your mom's yeah. looking through the curtains with the phone. Hey, yeah. Jermaine. Yeah, it's it's a Samoan Samoan. girl here. It was a party. My brother-in-law was dressed up in his gi. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Shit. I almost dropped my bong from your balcony too, dude. That shit was funny. And then your date was like throwing up in my bathroom. Remember? <laughs> yeah, oh, I was telling Jarrell about that earlier. Dude, Jarrell, you oh, know what God. the funny part was? All right, so I'm trying to help Danny. Me and Kelly at the time, we we're trying to help. Oh Danny. yeah. Uh, Danny, what's going on? He's like, dude, she's fucked up. She's throwing up. I was like, oh shit. And so he's like, give me toilet paper. So I give him a toilet paper, right? And I like, I'm like, all right, here, take care of her. I come back in. This guy's using the roll. He didn't even like unroll it, right? He took the roll and was just going to get on his face. I was like, you wasted toilet paper, bro. What the fuck are you doing? Oh my god, Danny. Danny just like the whole roll across. Forgot about the face. that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Were oh, <laughs> you just oh, like no. I was, or what? Are you I was drunk. I was drunk too. We I mean, I was smacked. I, we were just. Smacked. But she was. She got fucked up, bro. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think her parents got mad at you for that shit too, right? <laughs> I told Jarrell that. Yeah, when I dropped her off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me, hey. dude. Her parents are mad at me. <laughs> it was like oh, shit. <laughs> her mom, because her mom liked me, bro. I got to meet the parents before we actually like. <laughs> well, I was working on it, you know. Yeah. But, uh, how many times did yeah. you let that girl down? Like, remember, Jarrell was there. We took. A trip I told you, Jer- Jarrell was there. We took. A I don't remember trip. fucking anything. All I know is dude, I was wearing gorilla there, costume. We 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 convoyed over there. Even Balin drove. 
Balin, out of all the people, he drove us there too. Mm-hmm. And then we went to DTF after because you know it it was dead and she was already fucked up. And everyone there, as soon as we got there, like Danny, she's been waiting to see you. I was like, ooh, Danny, she's been waiting to see you. And you got a group of guys in the backyard just trying to eat the leftovers that's in the backyard. <laughs> we, we went to DTF that night. Yeah, we left and we went. To- yeah, we ended up going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Was, yeah, and that was that was last time I spoke to her because yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons, for fumbled, obvious re- fumbled the bag, bro. DTF used to be tight. I don't know what it's like right now. Uh, I actually went because we had like we had one of the artists here, and he's like, I just want to go grab a drink. So I was like, let's go. I don't know, man. It's it's not the same. I guess mm-hmm. it's just a new crowd. That's why. So I was like, oh, these people are kind of weird. It was isn't um. What what's that? What was that? What was that bar that was always there? Um, well, Florentine's. Florentine. Yeah, that's not there anymore either. Florentine's Is closed, it? right? Uh, they closed. Yeah, bro. that's Commonwealth cute. closed. Commonwealth closed too. Yeah, I think Commonwealth closed, bro. Oh, bro. Okay. Is still chilling. I was at El Matador. That was the most oh, recent oh, one. Man, Matador's still there. Revo's still there. The Irish pub's still there. What's that one? Back alley. Yeah. Side out, there's slide Side bar. And there's one Heroes the is still there. Heroes is cool. All Heroes is bomb. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, JP22? <laughs> no, <it's true>. yeah. <laughs> that's where all the honey's at, bro. I heard that's where, yeah, they get all crazy the over there. Right? <laughs> all, all the sucias, bro. The sucias. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know what's up. All right. So, girl goes too. let's uh, get to the talking points. One of the talking points is golf. I gave Cyril shit a while back because he said I wanted to camera on him when I say this. You say golf sucks. He said golf is the hardest sport. It's pretty it hard. What do you guys what do you guys think about that collectively? I want to start with I want to start with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> shit beats me, bro. I I I've been to the driving range and I did the putt putt golf at Boomers. That's like the most I've done. But mm-hmm. um, my dad played for a little bit, and I don't know, man. This, there's a bunch of clubs. I don't even know anything about the clubs. There's like 20 clubs in there. I don't even know what you use them for. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it does, pretty complicated. Yeah, you, you definitely got to learn the rules. But mm-hmm. as far as like, I mean, as a combat athlete, do you think it's the hardest sport compared to like, like, because I, I was saying like to get to the game, like a golfer has to practice and practice. Yeah, uh, skill wise, skill wise, <clears throat> yes, I feel like. But as a fighter, you get fucked up. You got to cut weight just to make it there. You know what I mean? That's that's tough, man. Because I think I think golf requires you know, precision, accuracy, you got to have like good, um, not, what's that word? Not coordination, muscle memory, muscle memory and and control, you know, Mm. you you can't have, you got to have like steady hands. Um, it's also a mind game too. Yeah. So is fighting though. Right. Yeah. 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 I think all sports are definitely have this mental part of it. I mean, just like, I mean, I'm sure all of you played sports in high school and the coaches always said, hey, this is 80% mental and 20% physical, which I think it's, it's true. pretty true because, mm-hmm. I mean, you got you to gotta put your mind to it. And actually, you know, when your body's saying no, you still need that mental push to push to keep going. So, I mean, I think all sports have that mental, but 
to kind of go with what's you know the, with the question uh is golf the hardest sport i mean i personally play golf as well it's been a, it's been a few months but it may not look like it, but I do play golf. There we go. Buy a shirt. Take a shot. Any, every time Danny says that, you got to take a shot. That's the show. It may not look like it, but I golf too. may not look like it. Yeah, but I golf too. But, no, uh, but definitely it's it's a difficult sport. Uh, I mean, like, like uh, Kyle was saying, Definitely, there's. I'd say there is coordination because with that swing, you need to have balance. You lose balance, you're not going to have a good follow through. You're going to have a crappy shot. Um, mentally, like let's say you play one round after the other, you could have a great round. But if you're like, "Fuck yeah, I played good," most likely you're going to carry that. Uh, you're going to be on such a high that your next round is going to be shit. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the mental part of it. That's like. And you could be on top of the world or, you know, you could have had the shittiest game, but because you're like, fuck, you know exactly where you messed up on your next match could be probably your best one. So, right. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. So my, my argument is you guys are drunk on golf right now because I could say the same thing about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, what it's I mean? all sports for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I do agree with Cyril is as far as like you have to be perfect with golf. Like, you know, you can chuck up a shitty shot and it bangs in like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh you, you could throw a crazy punch and it connects with the fuck. But as far as golfing goes, like that's true. You get exposed, like he said, with with everything. You can't putt, damn we saw it. You can't drive, damn we saw it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, no, yeah. Plus, in golf, if you fuck up one hole, then you're playing catch up. Because imagine, like, mm-hmm. you're playing that tournament, or like, like, look at the pros. That every hole fucking matters, and if they fuck up, that could bring them down on the leaderboard so dramatically by just fucking up on one hole. That's why um, you got to be perfect. But it's also I've seen how these guys play, and none of them are perfect. You know, that's why the leaderboard always sucks, changes. You know? Yeah, so like. They could have one good hold and the next one is tough and they got to make up for the next one like on the next hole. And that's just it's a lot of it's a lot of effort. And if you want to compare it to fights, then, yeah, I guess you could say fights are more difficult because you're going to be enduring a lot because you're getting punched in the face. You're not getting- and someone's trying to kick your ass. Yeah, I, I got yeah. offended, bro. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you <got offended>. hey. <laughs> one thing I told I, I don't think I don't think golf is the hardest sport. Like mm-hmm. I played sports my entire life, but I would definitely say it is the most skilled sport. Like he was saying, to get to the dance and fighting or anything, you have to physically prepare your body mm-hmm. to get to these points just to get it. But golf physically, dude, like you got John Daly, bro, talking about like, <laughs> smokes like I do, drinks like I do, fucks like I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you don't have that in NBA. You don't have that in any other physical sport. But skill-wise, like he said, like I said, you need to try to be perfect. And honestly, you have 72 shots, which is like your to par, right? That's just mm-hmm. to even out. That's 72 shots that, you know, you, 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 every single shot counts compared to if I'm playing basketball, my shot's not hitting. I'm just going to start playing defense, man. Maybe I can get some steals mm-hmm. or I'm going to throw assist or I'm going to do this. There's yeah. other ways to like mitigate me sucking or my shot not falling. But mm-hmm. golf, my driver's not hitting. You could start start going OB, or you're just like 
my chipping ain't working or my putting a one putt or a two putt turns to three putt, like Jermaine said, that puts you behind one. Mm-hmm. So you're just playing catch up. So skill wise, I think it is honestly probably the most skilled sport. Yeah. And I, not, I see. not not the hardest sport. Mm-hmm. I see I see why. I see what you're saying too, because um like you said, with, with combat sports and every other sport, you know, the, the hardest part is the preparation, you know, doing the cardio, the suicides, making the uh, weight push ups. Yeah, making yeah. the weight. But in regards to to golf, you just gotta execute. Like you you gotta perform on the spot. You know, you show mm-hmm. up with your homies and it's like whether or not you practice, like you just gotta perform. You gotta execute. Shows. Yeah, and it shows. There's, there's no there's no lying of like oh dude i'm this or like you know there's people out there who'd be like yeah oh you're yeah. trying to say i'm a scratch golfer but all right <laughs> let's let's see how you play when we play like no one's judging it's cool because honestly we're at the level like i'm at the level mm-hmm. i just started in end of march so i'm not at the level like i don't really care i'm here just trying to get games and whoever wants to get in mm-hmm. but it really shows like like you you can't front that i play like this yeah. You know what I mean? In basketball, yeah, you, you oh, can, I had an off day. You, like my shot wasn't falling. Yeah, with yeah, basketball, yeah. you need you a have, se- you need a season or two to to, to expose you, right? Or like yeah. a certain team, like oh damn, you can't yeah. play within this type of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like too it, with with combat sports, if you don't have like the boxing manager who fixes your fights, you get exposed real fast too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But as far as golfing, there's no hiding. I feel like you know what I mean. No, there's like, not. You're you're very no. vulnerable in that sport, and mm-hmm. everyone can right. see. Like everyone's watching your swing, and everyone will know how you fucked up. It's like, oh, he botched that swing. Look at that shit. Like he fucked mm-hmm. that up. He read the greens wrong on that putt. You know, it's just it's you're very under the microscope in golf. So like like Cyrus said, you got to be close to perfect, and it's hard. Yeah. And those guys train year round. They're not just preparing for a, a tournament. They they're training not anymore. Every day. Chilling. Yeah, that's true. Live, they're they're making hundreds of millions, which is crazy. And I think I know we talked about that on one podcast. I was like, mm-hmm. because those guys are working every day. I remember we went to the Genesis tour. I mean, Danny, we watched, and after the tour, you see them going all to the driving range and they're just practicing after like a long day of a fucking round. You know, we saw what's what's his name? Matsuyama Hideki. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him Hideki. just fucking smacking balls because he he fell down the leaderboard and he was just out there smacking the shit out of these balls and everyone was watching him it's mm-hmm. but it's 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 a very technical game and it requires a lot of technicalities and like skills so i mean if jarrell wants to say like it's not harder than fighting well no it's not because you're not getting beat up there. <laughs> no one's yeah. going over there to block your golf swing or anything but it's you, you know what you know what? No, 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 no disrespect to golf though, because now that I do think of that, I feel like the um, because everything's quiet too. You don't hear shit talk, so mm-hmm. it's more like you guys say it's more you <clears throat> against you because that's when like your thoughts start. Thinking, you know, you know, every everyone projects. So yeah, exactly. as far as me, my first time going, it's like oh, I missed. Everyone's laughing, even though they're yeah. not. You know what I yeah. mean? And that yeah, shit can yeah, throw yeah, you yeah. off. But with like with fucking like fighting and stuff. It's more like confrontational, you know what I mean? So it kind of gives you the, oh, this fool wants to fight. Oh, fuck him up. With with golf, it's who are you going to fuck up, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's more of like a, a zen sport, I would say, yeah. than and it then is when you like have a, a combat, like aggressive 
So emotion doesn't help. Other sports? No. No, no, emotion helps, man, because it could really drive you to like, like, all right, this guy fucking out drove me. Right, I'm gonna show him here. <clears> if with, you uh, mm-hmm. oh, I was gonna say with, with other sports, it's like, say, especially fighting, right? Like, you mm-hmm. could be a skilled, you could be a master at one aspect of fighting, Khabib. You know what I mean? You're just a master at grappling, and you could become the world champ. Mm-hmm. Say in golf. To the world, the best drivers in the world, they suck because they can't master every aspect of the sport. Same with mm. basketball. Patrick Beverly, you have people, they're just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just yeah. yeah. Can you say something? <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, what was it? Um, yeah, no. The Like you said, it's just like you against you. Mm-hmm. like a zen sport yeah and then and i remember for for me um when i have like say i, I do one hole it's like dude i actually did a good job on that hole everything was on point i'm happy with that the next hole you're like trying to be confident but i'm also trying to like keep myself a little grounded so mm-hmm. you make you feel like you do it right and all of a sudden you, your swing fucks up and you're and it's in your head now you're like what the fuck did i do there so you carry that on until you get it going again so that's that mental aspect <laughs> you're constantly trying to fucking tell yourself what the fuck am I doing wrong now, you know? Yeah. That's the hard part, but overall, like, golf is also a very aside from it being like, you know, hard, it's also a very satisfying and rewarding game when you're having a good game, because you chase that feeling every time. Like, what sucks is, like, you have a bad day, and on the 18th hole, all of a sudden, everything clicks. Then when you go home, you're driving home, you're like, chasing that feeling again you're like play one more yeah i want to i want to i want to chase that 18th hole so you're looking up tea times like oh fuck can i play tomorrow can i play tomorrow because you leave that 18th hole you're just like i want to do that again and then you come back and it's shitty again yeah that's crazy though i I remember i grew up when my my cousin was like a professional golfer Mm -hmm. and in the philippines and Mm -hmm. dude i my, my memory of golfing would just be me visiting my grandpa at the driving range and my cousin would just hit buckets of balls and my grandpa would just be like you know like not good <laughs> enough you know what i mean yeah and i feel like golf is a self-hate sport too because you go to the driving range and everyone's like i hate the sport man you know what i mean yeah really yeah i mean compared to fighting i feel like fighting was more like oh i gotta beat you up but i feel like golf comes from a more we suck we gotta get better you know what i mean that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I like that. I like that that angle. But I mean, as far as uh, like longevity in the sport, though, I feel like golf. Eventually, we're all going to be playing time, golf. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so that, that's the cool thing about it. Um, we're not going to be fighting fucking forever. You know what I mean? So hell no, I'm, all, I'm pretty <laughs> much over it, dude. <laughs> you guys, you guys still have a chance to make the senior PGA, so it's all good. Yeah. Oh, there's still something for us out there. <laughs> there's still there's still something there. So in case you don't want to make be a pro athlete, senior PGA is an option. One live, live. You guys, you guys think you could be pro? Because I feel like if I really took it seriously, I, I feel like I could. Be I don't pro. know, man. What do you I think? You you go the hardest at golf, bro. Yeah, but I'm only be pro? March. I don't know yet, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like things are things. It's a very difficult sport, like. People have been playing their entire lives, man. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not good at it at all. Like I play with people who are scratch golfers, so I know. Like, and scratch golf is, 
dude, hard as fuck, and yet they will never. Wait, what is that? They What's scratch golf? They're like par golfers, right? You did par, yeah. You just basically you you hit seventy two, like you hit. What's par that? <laughs> so you hit the seventy two, like you said. So each hole, each so, course usually has like seventy two par, shots. which means seventy two shots. So, so each hole has yeah. like uh, par three. It means like it takes. It's meant to take three shots to get here, and that's average, right? It's maybe mm-hmm. it's a par four, so it takes four shots to finish the hole, and that's average. Mm-hmm. So that's just breaking even. So scratch golf is you break even on every hole. Oh, so you hit the but, quota, kind of. Yeah, but that yeah. is that in itself. Like me, when I play with those friends of mine, it I'm just astonished. Of like, God damn! Like how how are you doing this, bro? Like they're mm-hmm. throwing darts from like 180 yards out, like. And they're like five feet from the pin, like every single time. And so it's like, and yet, no matter how good that is, it's like, dude, people who are winning and who are pros are like minus seven, minus six, minus. Yeah. Six. So that's mm-hmm. even another level. It's like, I don't know, man. Maybe when I'm really old, I might be good enough to be that. But my dad's <laughs> been playing for like 15 years and he's like, well, low 80s. And that's you're you're not getting you're not getting even amateurs in that dude. No. Hmm. Our our homie Roman that I golf with a lot. He's he's really good. Danny knows he's seen him play, and he's actually entering his first amateur tournament finally. Um, and that's finally, yes, that's going to be January eighteenth. Um, for the Farmers Insurance Open, he's going up. He's finally entering. Ooh. So hopefully, wow. Uh, Hopefully, dude. What is that? Is it like a tryout or like he's? It's in... for the PGA. It's an amateur round, though. So amateurs don't get paid. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just that's what sucks. But they're they're trying to compete for a place on you know like the big leagues. So he's entering his first one. Finally, it's on January 18th at Industry Hills. Mm-hmm. So if y'all want to go, we should go. That'd be cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Farmers Insurance Open. Okay. Yeah, and don't don't they have to like pay themselves? Like I know people travel. To yeah. Just just to answer these little amateur tournaments, and they pay a lot of money. Yeah. Just see. to get the opportunity. Yeah, that's the hard part of trying to become pro in golf too. Everything's out of your pocket unless you get sponsors, and that's why so many people grind out to get sponsors and to get an opportunity to compete in these big tours. But unless you got money, it's going to be hard for you to even set foot in those things, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who's like a oh this guy was a genius. You know what I mean? Like he just naturally gifted at golf. Like look at the best people like Tiger, dude, he's putting in Michael Jordan type work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. don't 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 think any of these guys who are at the top level aren't putting in that type of work. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? like, I heard uh, Tiger Woods got fucking some kind of surgery for his eyes, so he could see the green better. Interesting. Yeah. So no, really, no, straight up. Really? Look it up. It was in a documentary yeah. called uh, "Bigger, Stronger, Faster" about how um, everyone was is on there? something. Yeah, that's not a documentary. It's because he's half Asian, bro. I don't bro. remember that. <laughs> yeah, so he's really about it. If you're fucking, I feel like the eyes, eyes open, bro. I feel like the eyes are the, the one of the most sensitive, besides the the dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like the eyes are the, the next sensitive part to do surgery on. So. The, the foreskin. 
Danny's got a lot of it. <laughs> hey, speaking of though, does anyone have a like any golfer have a golf course in their home? So I feel like golf courses are as dude. Michael Jordan secret golf Michael course Jordan, is crazy. Golf course, yeah, his, he got like villas in like in the middle of it. Yeah, dude, it looks. Yeah, it looks tight as fuck, bro. And there's only like. There's only so many members in there, and it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus! And you got to be invited to even sign up. Like you can't just go and you're like, "I got money." No, so mm-hmm. you get invited to sign up for a shit. See, that, I think that's another great thing about golf, bro. Like, even if you're not having that great of a game, right? When you're out there with your friends having drinks and shit like that, and do just how beautiful some of these courses are yeah. like and you're just there and you're like oh i gotta shoot this shot across this pond that's down like in this yeah. little little spot just the chance to be up there is like kind of like you know you just look at it like god oh, this is tight man like nature's cool like this is cool i'm a little tipsy like yeah <laughs> yeah so. no i think that's what started for us when i started with danny remember what back in 2020 when we started golfing finally yeah, um, yeah, we we all hit one round and we we're like, I get it, I get why people like this shit. And we were doing <laughs> fucking terrible all over the course. But one thing that stuck with us was just how much fun we were having. We were all together, just getting high, drinking, and driving <laughs> these golf course around a nice ass course we didn't belong on. It, but. it was beautiful. It was beautiful because it was during COVID, so there weren't God many people dude. at the course. Uh, and then our we first, all had our own carts. Our first, <laughs> Yeah, our first eighteen, our first round was six hours. <laughs> oh yeah, my god! Nah, nah, I'm not running that. That's yeah. so, Roman that's what I mean. Us out. He was helping us out, but that's what I mean. It was beautiful because there wasn't anyone there, so nobody was behind oh, yeah, us. Yeah, like, yeah. hurry not, up! Not, yeah, yeah. That's why that's we took why. the time because like the, our our friend Roman was stopping. Like, all right do this right here on this part and he would help us out that's why it took us a while too because we were hacking at the ball and roman would come he's like i right, do this <laughs> yeah i feel like we started our golf journeys a bit different man you know mm-hmm. like i don't know for me it was a sense of um connecting with my dad more because mm-hmm. he's old you know he's getting to the age he didn't have that great of health and it's something that my brothers and my dad does it's like you know what you know, I might as well just try to hop in and the way my dad you know Filipino parents we've already had this conversation it's like mm-hmm. nah like this is this this is this and then uh like this is the rules this is that and even what's worse is like I have an older brother who's like he was more of a if you want to say I'm stoic like I feel like he's even more stoic than me and he was an athlete as well so that competitive nature in him like he never wants to lose to me, and I never want to lose to him. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always been for like my introduction to it has been nah, like we we yeah. out here working, like we out here, like yeah, it's fun and all, but it's also fun. Well, I guess that's with everything. Like it's also fun not sucking at something, mm-hmm. and yeah. So that was my introduction to it, but I feel like that's my take on everything as well, mm-hmm. where I just don't want to. Like my hatred to suck at something or not being able to be on the team type shit is greater, is so great that it just fucking pushes me to, like, you guys know, Jermaine, uh, you guys all know, like, how fucking, how much time and effort I put into whatever I put into, Mm -hmm. like, 
um, what was I gonna say? It was it's something along the lines of uh, fucking yeah. So so that that mentality of like I'm I'm a go get it, um, go, going hard and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring in the, the alchemist because that that's always the fucking trump card. I, I could bring yeah, back to him. You guys have you guys, read, have you guys read the book, The Alchemist? I, I haven't know finished of it. it. But I know of it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, the so. whack part is I used to use the same quote on you all the time, <laughs> and now you constantly try to revert that. No, because quote. when you use it on me, I was like, like good <laughs> one. You know, I, I, bro, honestly, like. I use that as a reminder to be better. So, like, I'm forever thankful for you, and I hope it has the same I, I effect on you. Fun. You know what yeah. I mean? All so that that's better. very that's a gold like core core memory. <laughs> maybe maybe we should um, explain the yeah. yeah. So the so in the alchemist, it's about pretty much a guy um, going follow his his heart, right? His destiny mm-hmm. to to, mm-hmm. to follow his intuition and pursue his his journey. And it's all about pretty much self-realization and about that path. And, you know, through, throughout the journey, he meets like certain characters that show him where to go, like mystical characters. Um, he gets robbed at one point. But in, anyways, he gets at this part of his life where it's kind of just stagnant and he kind of wants to give up, you know. And he got robbed, so he doesn't really have money anymore. So he ends up working for this uh Jewel, jewel, yeah. jeweler at a jewel store, jewelry yeah, store. store. Yeah. yeah, and I guess he learned a lesson about the jeweler where he's he's a dreamer, right? Like he yeah. he likes to just daydream about, oh, someday I'm gonna do this, someday I'm gonna do that. Um, and then for him, it's like, bro, I got fucked up. You know what I mean? I I'm I'm trying to get it. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, you should just take the risk and go do that, you know? But, I mean, Cyril, you, you can probably build off that. So, so uh, to continue the, like, finish that story of it, um, the alchemist works for the jeweler for a long time. The jeweler, like, he talks about how the jewelry shop used to be, how the jewelry shop used to be an attraction. and Everyone used to come here and it used to be booming. But now not a lot of people come here because it's on the top of this little mountain. So the alchemist working for him, he's like, you know what? Let me shine up some jewels. Let me set up a, a spot on the very bottom of this mountain so more people get attracted. And through his hard work and dedication and just following his intuition and his dream and his purpose, he feels like uh, the alchemist's purpose, um, he was able to turn the store around where it became very busy and all like all this popping that's yeah it was popping so i got to the point where the jewelry store owner you know was talking to the guy he was just like where he's more of a dreamer he was like i he, he told him he told the alchemist like i i don't like you because you did this for me when i was satisfied I with my life yeah he was way more satisfied with his life prior of just dreaming and it taught the alchemist a lesson of like my goals and my path and the way I want to move may not always be the same as everyone else's path. I may be someone who wants to strive for the best and do this my way and do it, you know, do it this way. But not everyone wants to be in the game. Some people mm-hmm. are content of just being on the sidelines, just wanting to dream about being in the game, but they don't really, really want to be in the game. 
So that's oh. the that's the story and that's the the, the nugget that was kind of written in there. Well said, bro. That was beautiful. Yeah, and also like we we spoke with remember when we spoke to Daisy about like how do you wake people up type of thing, yeah. and she yeah. said like some people as far as their curriculum in life goes their purpose is just a dream right like like don't like anything beyond that it's it's like it's too much it's too much or it's, too or much. it's not even what they want like the dream isn't really what they want but just dreaming it that feeling it's perfect for, for them, them you know what i mean like yeah that, that hope yeah. that hope they have one day mm-hmm. um yeah. but as far as far as that goes do you guys feel like you guys are dreamers you guys are doers <laughs> That's a good I think question. we're all a little bit of both at some point, you know, everyone likes, I mean, I dream about things I want to do, but realistically, I also look, I don't know if I can do that, but I also, I'm also realistic in understanding what's in my, what's in my power that I can do. So, I mean, there's things I like to do. I've been mm-hmm. doing this clothing shit for so long, but I, even I know how hard it is to even break through in that shit. You know, it's not easy, mm-hmm. um, but that's the part of it. Like you just got to keep dreaming and hope something sticks. That's that's just how I take it, and I try to apply myself to whatever I dream about. But realistically, even days like now, it's harder because the world's fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had my I've had my phases in life where I was doing just like you know we previously discussed uh, with with uh, Craig or momentum i had that mm-hmm. momentum going in a phase of my life mm-hmm. you know so i was doing and I, and my how can I, how could you say where i was going in life was you know the proof in the pudding like mm-hmm. i was just ascending and um but i always had dreams as well you know my dreams were starting to get bigger though as i was moving up my dreams were growing with it mm-hmm. and that's when 2020 came in. <laughs> Life has changed kind of since then. Um, you know, and I've, I've tried my best to get that momentum. But as you know, Jerizi and, mm-hmm. and Jermaine, like, I don't know why, but shit's just been happening. But you know what? Right now, uh, Danny's I'm back going to, the back to doing. I'm going through my great reset, honestly. And you know what? So the silver lining's right there. And you know, because a lot of doing is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And so things things are turning up. And that's due in part because of uh just putting myself out there as you know, obviously trying to improve myself. Uh taking taking the initiative of you know going to the gym, trying to improve again. Mm-hmm. improve myself and mentally so and that's where i gotta thank you guys honestly because you guys have supported me even when i've been down <laughs> mentally so thank you so thank but yeah that's uh we mm-hmm. have our phases of doing and dreaming absolutely mm-hmm. but and we have to not i really think we can't be stuck in the dream yeah we gotta, gotta tip the scale because you know? yeah it's like well it's like my mentor taught me our thoughts become our words and then our words become our actions but it's important mm-hmm. that we must like move everything, yeah. like keep it going, keep that flow going. You know why right. a lot of people stay in the dreaming phase is because they try something and then when they fail, they fucking. I don't know why people are afraid of that. You know, I failed a lot of times and like I've I've learned so much. I I, I back then I used to be fucking scared to fail just because I was I was like fuck I don't want to do that. But then yeah. I guess it comes with a more mature thought process that you're like you know I'm gonna learn from that. I'm gonna 
learn whatever that lesson's trying to give me and apply it to the next thing and constantly do something else and just keep doing. Um, I've been trying to, you know, like like Danny says, you know, we're we're always dreaming and we're always doing, but the part of that is to tip the scale so you're always doing more than dreaming. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of people stay stuck in dreaming because they don't they don't like the process. They don't like the work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that's why they get stuck. Yeah, they. That's why people are so caught up on the whole Instagram thing. Like everyone says, no one posts their failures on Instagram, and everyone's chasing like, "Oh, dude, this guy's so successful." But then mm-hmm. when you find out what he had to do to get there, most people would be like, "I don't want to do that." They don't want that work. <laughs> yeah, the this lifestyle that's portrayed and the instant gratification that's received, exactly. of it, like the likes and the views and everything, it makes you feel like you're important. When in reality, we're we're just a speck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something, Kyle? Yeah, you know, I was I was just going to be vulnerable. I think I'm I'm more of a dreamer, and I mm-hmm. think um, growing up, I had a problem doing. You know, even in school and with work mm-hmm. and showing up to showing up to work sometimes, being distracted by shenanigans, girls, homies, whatever it is. So I've always been a dreamer. I've always had you know aspirations of becoming a DJ, a fighter. Uh, NBA player, got yep. bit, you know, We've all whatever. fucking did. <laughs> going, going, going to Beckman High School and Irvine and whatnot, whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think, I think now I'm in that. I'm finally in that in that phase of, you know, tipping the scales, like you guys said. And I think that is because of adversity. I think it's because of failure. You know, like I failed so many times that it was like, bro, stop watching porn stop smoking <laughs> you know go to work mm-hmm. exercise eat well and you know i'll get i'll get on i'll get on really good streaks where i'll do all of the all of those things cold showers wake up run fast mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 meditate etc cetera, etc cetera. and the results are are clear you know the, the results um show themselves Mm-hmm. right away but then when you when you stop being consistent and you start going to that dreaming phase again um and you yeah. stop doing it's it, it can be it can be a dangerous place a dangerous place to be man you know so you, absolutely you i just thought, i just thought about this and we brought up the point that i touch on this uh topic about but yeah i do agree we all obviously the dreamer uh, the the doer had to have a dream in order to do so you mm-hmm. are kind of in the dreaming phase before you become the doer, but yeah, you can get stuck in the dreaming, dreaming phase. You know what I mean? But I think the thing that makes you unstuck and gets you past that phase is your drive. And I always learned that there are two different types of drive. And this brings back to what Sarah was saying. He hated sucking so much that it drove him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's two, two drives is like I said, there's one where you're running to a goal and there's one where you're running from something. That gets you moving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you think you're running to like a better you or you're running from sucking? You know what I'm saying? I would say for me now, I think the hatred of sucking is what got me to the point that I am now of obsession. I feel you. Now yeah. to the point where it just I just want to be better than I one stroke better than myself. Well, like, mm-hmm. dude, because you know, yeah. you set goals like when you first start golfing, right? So, goals of golf initially was like, uh, I don't want to double any of the holes. So, for mm-hmm. the par three, six is my highest. 
And mm-hmm. as I've gotten a tiny bit better, I don't want to, I'm not good or nothing. But as I've gotten progressed, now it's, all right, bro, I could only double bogey. And now I'm playing a little better. Like I'm averaging 90 yeah. now, which is for me, dude, this, that was huge. Mm-hmm. And now it's, sure. I now bogey golf is my goal. And it's not of I'm running from sucking. It's just, I just want to be better than my, like, what I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just want to be better. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what, it's like, I just want to be better. But I feel like that's just, I don't know. I guess it's a personality trait. Like, not everyone is like that who wants to just, you know. Well, keep- for me, I'm going to be honest. Um, a lot of my drive before was I didn't want to suck. So it was running away from sucking, but more setting targets and then chasing them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and metaphorically, I just thought of this right now off the top, but if you're running away from something, when that threat disappears, then you rest, right? Mm-hmm. You lose momentum, you get stuck. But if you're running to something, you don't fucking stop until you get that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even even if you take a break, you're taking a break to go continue to get that shit. If you're running from something, it's like, oh, fuck. <sighs> Mm-hmm. I can chill now. Like, I'm going to set right. up here. Like, this is pretty cool over here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and yeah. as far as for me, like with that analogy, when I'd chase certain people, I'd chase them and I'd be like, oh, I'm better than them now. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I'd see someone else and I'd be like, oh, I'm better than them now. So like you, I attributed that as far as the, as far as my success, like I became me, I became who I am. I've improved because I've looked at targets and I've kind of chased yeah. them. You know what I mean? And I mentioned this on the podcast the first time Kyle was on was uh, how how do you like how do you combat a loss? Sometimes I'll be like, oh, "Fuck that, I won," you know. Fuck that, mm-hmm. I'll fuck these fools up. <laughs> like I don't care if I lost, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not healthy. Luck. It's not healthy, but it's what gets me there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 kind of aware that it's toxic, but I do realize that like once you really understand of just competing with yourself. Like, that's when you just, like, the people that notice are the people that are setting you as targets to surpass. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. like, damn, I can't catch this fool. This fool doesn't let up. And, yeah. and on the reality, you're chasing your own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me personally, I, I can I can admit that it was all like, I'm better than this fool. Watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's more ego thing, but I was very validated with the success that I had too. You know what I mean? It was your method. It was your choice. It was my madness. I, I agree with you know that what I mean? Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, since my brothers played, and you know, like, we're brothers, there's always a sense of, like, who's on the bottom of the totem pole stuff, you know? And yeah. Like, you need to catch being, up to us. Yeah. And being the youngest, you know, like, it's always been of, I need to catch up to them, or I need to do this. So, like, mm-hmm. part of it is like catching up to my brothers. Like, yeah, like they're better than me, bro. Like, so playing with them it like it, i am trying to get better than myself but at the same time it's like i see them shoot i see them i it drives me to like be better because like these guys are doing this like fuck i need to catch up to that still like, i need to right. do that but mm-hmm. then after they're done it's like i still we still have more goals like all right now i'm playing with my dad who is like better than them and then on top of that like say your homie jer- um what isn't roman you know like mm-hmm. there's always like people better than us that mm-hmm. I feel like is a sense of, you know, I don't think I don't want to be better than them. It's like, it's just a sense of, all right, that's attainable, right? 
It's like mm. it's it's not just a a normal feat. Like he did he did work to get yeah, as I good see. as he is. Mm-hmm. So if he can do it, like so, I'm gonna do it too, bro. Let let me show let me show myself that I can do this. Right. And you know, and for me, like if I don't give it my all, and then I hate myself for not giving my all. Right. Like if I'm trying to say like, oh, I'm about golf right now, right? Mm-hmm. Or even before, like remember when we started playing Fortnite? If I'm mm-hmm. really talking like I'm trying to be about Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> catch us those times when we would play like get off work danny off, doesn't like, know bro days. Yeah. we'd get off work and we'd practice how to build a 90 for like two hours man like a fucking Dude. creative build sarah, 90, and I, like, sarah and i were trying to compete for those cash cups <laughs> yeah dude like and people don't see that that work that was put in man like mm-hmm. that's 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 like what half a year of four hours a day after a 12 hour shift of let me fucking build a wall dog like (laughs) (laughs) check this out dog you know you can Uh counter (laughs) counter a ramp with this bro (laughs) oh Oh, did you see this one see that's the obsession part though yeah like when we were obsessed it was like we were showing each other like these little clips of like oh bro did you see how this one moved oh so when he moved that oh i'm gonna do this and then we slow down the youtube video so we can see exactly what mo- movements we're making you know what i mean like it's yeah man i feel like i don't know mm-hmm. that's it's just an obsession obsession of wanting right. to get better right. not not anymore of not just sucking it's just i yeah. just want to be better bro like yeah constantly fuck. trying to improve yourself and i think yeah. that's a good drive to have because i guess for me if i'm no what what drives me is that i want to do it so people can look at me and say if i could do it you could do it you know i want to be some sort of like it's like a motivation for others yeah just like i don't i don't do what i do to compete with others i don't i don't like doing that i like bringing people up with me and that's just what i like to do and if i can do something and apply it i want someone to look at that say oh shit i can do that too but also Mm -hmm. what comes with that's like you know the pressure of constantly that adds just more pressure to me just saying like, I got to keep trying because you know, you got to do this right. Because if people are looking at you and say, if he could do it, they're kind of waiting on my result now to see what happens with me. And people get off was like, ah, oh, he didn't make it, you know, but, mm-hmm. but I also want to show people from there is like, just because I didn't make it, I want you to see that I didn't stop. I tried to do other things and try to apply what I learned. And, you know, I hope that just, it just lifts people up because that's just, that's just how I've always been. I've always wanted to connect with people and see how I can help them or whatever mm-hmm. in whatever I do. And that's just, mm-hmm. that's what drives me because I want, like I said, I want people around me like looking at me like, like let's just say like like Danny if, or Kyle. Kyle's a dreamer. I want to do something and say, look, if I could do it, I'm not in shape like you, Kyle. You could do it. <laughs> you know, it's just... That's just that's just how I approach things. I just want to like like Cyrus, like a beacon. I just want to mm-hmm. I just want to inspire somehow in some way. That's just that's where I feel um, like satisfied. If I if I could hear one person like you know what you you showed me and I could do it. I'm like, dude, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's not to feed my ego or anything or anything like that. It's just more of like I feel like people are constantly feeling like they can't do anything because everything's a competition nowadays everyone's like oh i gotta compete against this guy you know 
But it definitely shies people off that are on yeah, the fence about doing because there's it. a lot of a lot of the dreamers are people who aren't very competitive. You know, there's a lot of oh. they're just people who are just like I just want to find my way. I don't want to get in people's way. I don't want to. Yeah, because if you're a real competitive guy, you're like fuck that. Let me I'm gonna do that shit with you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like for me, like if you're left handed. I want to beat you left-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if we're fighting and you do jujitsu, I want to yeah. tap you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, life is yes. just full of challenges and, mm-hmm. you know, someone's got to take the challenges and take them head on and do it for others. And I like to do it. I, I, I like to see how far my reach can go. And some, I, there's plenty of times where I've bitten off more than I could chew. I'll be honest about that. But <laughs> that has never... Uh, has never like really made me Stop quit you. though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it never made me quit because it's just like okay, at least I know my limits on that. But I would always say like, how can I push past that limit? And that's yeah. just it's just like a mental game for me. And you know, it's still something I do daily. Like I'm still trying to go through a wall. Um, but that's mm-hmm. life. You're gonna you're gonna be hit with a bunch of walls. It's just how you keep going through it you could be like a juggernaut or you're gonna find another way around it i don't know just find a way yeah all right so so my response to that uh this is more devil's advocate thought right okay not necessarily my thinking of those people who you know are um shied away from when competition arises um at times it's like well, coming from the military, it's a sense of like, nah, just do, just do, just do, just do. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to get pushed. Like, there's people who, they, who are under me, who are my airmen, who they seem that way. It's like, oh, they just want to dream, they just want to do that. But they just needed that constant, like, shove, bro. It may not be like the best shove that they want, but, right. you know, toxic masculinity in the military is just. Dude, shut up and cut it. You can't, you can't wait if you don't hurry up. You got to hurry up and wait. So move, move, move with a sense of urgency. Keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. So to get them out there, because at the end of the day, in my thought, it's like, uh, like if 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 we're out here and you like, say you're already out there, and mm-hmm. you're okay with just like, you know, like say we're playing basketball and like you know those guys at the court. Who are playing half court? They're they're a couple dudes, they're friends, and they're just shooting around or playing two on two with themselves, uh, or one on one. And we have eight people, or we have ten people, and we're like, oh, y'all want to run? And they're just like, oh, they're they're the types that never like, oh yeah, we'll run. And they're always just like, uh, uh, nah, it's okay. Like, like all right, bro, then get off the court. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not to be mean, but it's like, like they need to just jump in like you guys are out here hooping already you may not think you're good enough but maybe that's your own mindset and that's your own feeling and say maybe you can't handle i don't want to say like spiritual pressure but the pressure that they give off Mm -hmm. but that's just them that's just them as people Mm -hmm. if that's like stopping you and hindering you from doing something that you're already out here doing then that really ain't that's really a battle within themselves that they need to catch through and mm-hmm. that's their own responsibility not the responsibility mm-hmm. of the say kobe bryant walking into the gym because if kobe bryant walks in the gym don't think i'm not gonna try to play with him i'm gonna get my ass beat but bro, but i'm still gonna try to play i i would say sometimes too like let's say kobe bryant's working on a shot and he's working pivots right and some people are like hey kobe you want to run 
there's times where Kobe's like nine trying that's to roll different with you because you, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's put in work. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like you said, if a person's shooting around and like you want to play fives, nah. Like, what if we're putting in work? You know, it's not. It, it it's it's a mix of like on the person who's working it. It's a mix of them to be spiritually strong to be like, nah, I'm working, dog. You know what I mean? I have my yeah. own path. You have your own path. And it's on the other people. It's it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of it, they're they're not necessarily like bully vibing, but it's like, no, nah, my That's culture. Cool. Like, if you ain't gonna play, get the fuck off the court. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah, theoretically, no actually, the people who are just shooting around is right because we were there first and we're working on free throws today, bro. You know what I mean? That could be yeah, taken. If, as, if, that could be taken as five, that could be if taken. Five, yeah, but exactly. that could be taken as like. Yeah, these fools don't even want to play. Because, hmm. bro, I, I, I've shot around and, like, looked at fools like, nah. And then I'll shoot around and I'll hear them talk shit. And I'll be like, let's fucking play then. You know what I mean? And then fucking kick their ass in the Crocs and shit. But, <laughs> my, but, but my point is, like, that's that's the thing. Like, you can't assume anything because, like, what if, what if the, these fools are just, hey, I'm I'm crazy, bro. I'm working today on all left-handed and I'm right-handed, so no, I don't want to play right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then some fucking jabron is like, nah, that fool fucking sucks, bro. I can't even make a layup, bro. I'm working like I've been here for three hours hand. working awesome. my left hand. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So I think it's so a the- it's a mix of two of like, yeah, you're just coming from a culture, but you should impress that culture. But also the hey, don't feel bullied by them and shake off like, like. If you're there to work too. on it, yeah, stand your ground too. You know what I mean? Like, hey, nah. You like, could say no. You might think I'm working. fucking around, but like, dog, I'm just working my left hand, dog. But also it comes with that confidence of if you really like, you know what I mean? If if you want to play, dog, let's play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like. But if but that's, you were that's, on your left that's, hand for that's three That's toxic hours, though, right? ain't it? That's more like con- yeah, that's, that's kind of toxic <laughs> masculinity, I guess, at that point. <laughs> no, like, no. Been, I think that's. What do you think, Danny? Go play. When that's for sure out. standing your ground if the motherfucker the motherfucker has been talking to shit and you're just trying to do your thing it's like okay it comes to a point where you're like i right, you, you've been talking this whole time let's let's go you know mm-hmm. and whether you come out victorious or you ended up at least he'll have respect for you that you actually stood up and like i right, we played you know I think right. the right answer for this is there's no right answer. It's all situational because let's say you're like, fuck it, let's go. And then you sprain your ankle playing with some jabronis. It's like, <laughs> it wasn't worth it, you know? And back in martial arts, like the way to win a fight is to not fight. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, like yeah. to be enlightened, you know what I mean? I feel like, I mean, I'm not enlightened. I, I'm I'm, I'm the dudes who are like, bro, we're, let's play fives, dog. <laughs> there's five of us. But... I mean, I feel like the the perfect version of me would be able to like, nah, dude, they're working on layups or floaters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We sure. try. Uh, but to wrap it up, because we're already at two hour 13, Mark, this is the longest podcast. Cyril asked a cool question a few mm-hmm. days ago, and I think only – Jermaine oh, can answer this because Danny's question. stupid and he doesn't like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> look, does that guy look like a guy who <laughs> ever was inspired by superheroes? Nah, Danny <laughs> looks like he loves superheroes. 
I love superheroes. Why, why do you say that? Dog. I don't know, man. Danny, who's your High favorite superhero? Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> okay, the Witcher. Hey, Loki. Uh, Henry Cavall could go back to Witcher, dog. No, <laughs> that contract. I know, I know. I saw that. Hey, did you I hear know, that new but, show, uh, the Warhammer? That's yeah, a, Warhammer? I don't think he'll want to come back because again, the writers fucked up the Witcher. But anyways, I heard it's it's boring though. I wa- I tried watching. It's boring. Yeah, the second it's boring. The writers uh, fucked it up, man. Yeah. Right and Black Adam got scrapped, bro. I'm so <laughs> glad it's on HBO Max. I'm about to watch it right now. Uh, they're done with The Rock. Yeah. I heard yeah. it was like a, a power move between James Gunn and The Rock. Well, basically, back, right? James Gunn and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, they had a conversation. He's like, you're not going to be a part of the first chapter. And so The Rock's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they have no choice, but... Um, apparently they're still talking about how they can apply him in different, like maybe just cameos at most. Yeah. I saw like, if they do multiverse, like, why would you leak that? bro? <laughs> yeah, Because right. people are mad at James Gunn right now. Everyone's so mad about what they did to Henry Cavill. And you know, it sucks yeah, because whack, dude. yeah, it sucks to see that happen to Henry. Cause he's, he's, he's a great Superman, but I also understand where James Gunn is going with this and I'm not Once they're completely reboot it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. and I think it's needed because, Dude, Zack Snyder, as good as Watchmen was and all that, his DC universe was very, it was not coherent. (laughs) It was not coherent. It was like, what the fuck is going on? And Wonder Woman 84 sucked ass. Trash as fuck, dude. Yeah, so that's why when they said we're not. Exactly. And so the first one was good, though. No, that was good. And I was like, cool, it's starting something. But then. 84 came out was terrible and then when people heard that wonder woman 3 was scrapped everyone was like why i was like well i kind of see why well, fucking 84 why, sucked, sucked <laughs> yeah mean? yeah and now we're gonna get the flash and apparently the flash is going to reset everything so i'm actually excited to see how that would go um i don't like ezra miller as a flash i think he's whack as the flash anyway so reset him <laughs> i thought i thought he was okay I, I like I like the uh, like what was the the Snyder cut? The Snyder cut was I actually li- enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed Man that. of Steel. I enjoyed uh-huh. Man of Steel a lot. You know, so, a lot of people hate on Man of Steel, and I actually tell people it's actually a really good. Superman I thought movie. it was great, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Man of Steel. Story wise, um, his uh, you know, him killing Zod at the end, showing the sense of like, oh, I will never kill again type stuff. Like, yeah, it was a great, I think it was a great, like, best Superman movie, I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sarah's question was in a fight with uh, was it Craven the (laughs) Hunter, Craven the Hunter, and and the Predator, predator, who would win? Who would no prep time? Fuck, no prep, good, right? That is a good one. Um, yeah, dude, I, I I pulled for Craven, like I went with I would Predator, go for, bro. I would go for Craven just because I just saw I saw what the other Predator movie Prey. I guess he fucking lost to that girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, they're so vulnerable. Which Predator? Which Predator though? Oh, that's, that's I'm thinking that Predator, one. Right? I'm thinking that Predator, the <laughs> most recent one. The most recent one. That one was badass, but he got beat by uh, that fucking indigenous Native woman. Yeah, Native American. Yeah, so yeah. I think. I think I would go with Craven. I think Craven on all levels, dog. All levels, bro. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know you want to bring this up, and I'm just—I had a a thought of it. Mm -hmm. You talk all this shit about one of my favorite superheroes, right? 
Batman sucks, dude. Yeah, Let's just Batman does that. Suck. Check this out. <laughs> Two against one. Check this out, bro. Imagine. Okay, he may not be like the strongest person. He's not the strongest person. He's not the most. You know, in a battle, you're not the most like useful out there. Mm-hmm. But as a tactician, imagine you're an MMA fighter and you have the best coach in the world who basically is like, I can give you the game plan to beat everybody. It don't matter who you're against. You're going to yeah. win as long as you follow my game plan. Mm-hmm. Everybody. That's Batman, dog. Like, he's the best technician. <laughs> so no matter what war we go into, Superman's not going to just fly in and just, oh, I'm just going to bash her. Dog, tacticians need to be done. And the greatest tactician of everything, Batman. I, so you can't you can't call that mid, bro. Like no, I I, I, I would have to, I would have to I would have to agree with that. But um, you need time to think, bro. And if I just laser blast you, then there yeah, goes. Yeah, but that, that's out out in the battlefield. Yeah, you ain't it. Yeah. But if we got to come up with a plan, like oh, how are we gonna stop Doomsday? Batman's that guy, not Superman. It was always Superman they were always asking that. Batman, and Batman was always coming for everything, like the Justice League. Everyone was asking, "What do we do?" Yep. And he had a he had a contingency plan for everyone too, in case they tried to do like you said. If Superman want to show up and laser beam his ass, he probably had something in his car. It's just like I got you. With time, though. With time. why do you think no? But why do you think Doomsday like for real recruited Batman in that like the last part of? You know the DC uh, animated series that they did, where he became like one, his main general. Why Probably not because Superman? of the mastermind. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah, but because Doomsday can be the muscle, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But let's say Doomsday just wanted to kill Batman. Oh, so Batman is alive because Doomsday yeah. needs his mind. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah. that shows his importance, man. That's why Psycho, I rather have man. him as a, I rather have him as the general than fucking. You know, Henry Caswell, man. You know. All right. So, 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 as far as let's 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 end it with this: team captain and superhero team. Who would you guys pick? Cap. That's all. Uh, team captain. Batman's not really a team captain, though, bro. He kind of like a Daryl from Walking Dead, you know. Let this he likes to be by no. He's why, more why? like Eugene from The Walking Dead. No. I don't even know who Eugene is. <laughs> Lobo is Eugene. Who? Lobo is Eugene. <laughs> I know the cure. I know the cure. We will get there. I know how to make bullets. <laughs> oh my god! And he creeps. He creeps on people. Died. Fucking. Yeah, he's, he's like a smart guy who survived the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I don't even. Oh, the guy who he lied, right? He said he had the fucking the yeah, cure. Okay, I know yeah. Yeah. Man, how dare you call that? It's fucking yeah. Batman. That's not Batman. <laughs> nah, That's man. fucking Batman. Lobo. <laughs> Batman does his own thing. There's real no like leader to the Justice League, bro. To be honest, if you want to talk about leaders, I think you'd have to look more at Teen Titans in the DC sense because there's actually a leader, you know? Yeah, and, like Nightwing. Yeah, at that point, or um. Who else became that in like Young Justice and shit? Uh, I forgot. I forgot who it was bro. Oh, Aqualad. You know was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For a, for a bit. Um, but as a leader, like if I'm a, yeah, maybe Cap too, bro. But man, as a leader, yeah. See, the thing with Cap is, hey, we might not, we might not beat him, but we'll go down together. I'd rather have that guy than the guy's like, hey, I know how to fuck. Teresia up 
if he ever hey, does they're easy. I wish, I wish you were like Captain America when we played Fortnite, you know? <laughs> I'm, like Bat- I'm like Batman. You're like, Batman. Batman. You're like Batman doing your own thing, bro. Bro, hey, rest me. Other side there's of the map, chest. bro. There's a chest over here, dog. I got to get the chest. <laughs> Shit, guys. Uh... <laughs> it's like, fuck, here we go. Fetching your card. Jermaine, who's your team captain, bro? Mm. Batman. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. Professor X, man. Professor X, back. Good one, yeah. Professor X, man. Yeah, the <laughs> captain. That's a good question because, like, like Cyril said, Batman's not really much of a captain. He's like a he likes to work alone, and for the longest time, that's how he's always been. And that's my favorite superhero. You see, he's right there behind me. Um, but I think I'll go with Cyclops. Oh, <laughs> which nice. which Cyclops though? Is it when he turned evil type shit and killed fucking Professor X and had his own crew? Are you talking about like OG, OG, like, you know, first class? OG, I think, yeah, like the animated series one. I like Mm, that. Honorable Cyclops. Yeah, he was cool. He's like, you know, the the X-Men's Captain America. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. was. Uh, They both turned jaded too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think Cyclops would be a cool captain to have. Um I'd pick Wolverine, but that fool's a hothead. <laughs> and Wolverine yeah. was a leader, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cyclops, I would just slap him, though, man. Like, that up. is true. Um, he'd be, fucking... he'd be, he, he was annoying sometimes because he's Mister Do Right, and yeah. you know, always in an animated series, you had fucking Wolverine, yeah, kind of undermining him. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> and then you had like Gambit trying to hit on his girl, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he got it though one time, you know. So well, one did. time for the one time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who's yours, bro? Master Splinter. The hurricane? <laughs> nah, kidding. The tick. Nah. <laughs> that, that's where I was gonna go with the next joke. I don't. Uh, in Spanish, there's a there's a character Champolin Colorado, which he's kind of Champorado. Like you you guys have seen him on Fortnite. He's the one with the red suit, the little heart, oh, and the antennas. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no way! Yeah, that's yeah. That's a that's he's like a old school Mexican uh, oh. quote unquote hero kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a luchador, you know? Nah, 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 he's not a luchador. But and for real, for real, for real. Um, uh, I don't know shit about superheroes, so I'm going to be a basic <laughs> bitch when I say Superman. Dope. Cool answer, Ooh, Danny. <laughs> Michael Jordan in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. It's about to be fucking 1 a.m., so let's wrap this shit <laughs> up, man. It was a good talk, though. Cyril's cool picking your brain, and I know you're a busy guy, family man, working uh, some fucked up shifts like Jarrell, huh? But it's cool <laughs> having you on, picking your brain. Let's have you on again next time. We could talk about more stuff because this was cool, laid back pod, late night yeah, thing. Bro. So. You're for the pod. You got me, Jermaine. You have Danny, who's high as hell still. Mm-hmm. And you got Jarrell and our guest, Cyril. So, Cyril, I want to give you this opportunity if people want to connect with you. Where can they find you? Uh, bro, I am nowhere to be found, dog. There you go. Nah. <laughs> you can find him in the cave. Only on the cave podcast. <laughs> we had Kyle on too earlier. So, he he internet unfortunately, problem. had yeah, so. He did that. Yeah, man. But, All right, guys. 
Thanks well, for coming on, man. Glad to have you on. Right, Cyril. It was a Catch pleasure. Next time. See All right, you guys. guys. Later. Out. Yeah. It may not look like it, but I'm a respiratory therapist too. Oh my god, damn. God damn it. <laughs>